This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Today, history was made when the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, was removed after Matt Gates filed a motion to vacate. There were, what was it, 11 defectors, Republicans, who, I shouldn't call them defectors, who, who joined with Democrats and said, Kevin McCarthy, no confidence, you are no longer Speaker. We have more breaking news. Kevin McCarthy will not seek the Speakership again. Where we go from here, I don't know, but I will make it very simple for you, in my opinion. Obstruction and stagnation in Congress is better than the Republican leadership teaming up with Democrats in defiance of the slim majority that was hard fought in 2022. What's the point of Republicans having won the majority if they're not going to exercise their power over the budget? And in fact, Kevin McCarthy would work secret backroom deals with Democrats to fund war and potentially bring us to World War Three. There's going to be a big conversation. There's a lot here. Plus, Donald Trump, of course, he is still in his uh, hearing, the, the trial for his fraud lawsuit in New York City, and a judge has gagged him. In fact, there are reports that he's being ordered to remove some of his truth posts about the judge or face jail time. So we're going to talk about all that. Before we do, my friends, head over to TimCast.com, click TimCast IRL X Miami, and come to our event if you can. This Friday, tickets have started selling very, very quickly, of course, as we expected. It's the last week. It's, it's, the, it's the week of the event on October 6th in Miami at 6 p.m. We are going to have Patrick Bet David, James O'Keefe, and Matt Gates himself. I'm, okay, look, I think it's fair to say there's a strong possibility considering everything, go, everything that's going on and the amazing work Matt Gates has done. I would not be surprised. I have no reason to say this other than the, the public news. Our understanding is Matt Gates has he's, he's long been uh, planning on being here. He's been scheduled for a while. He will, will be here. But I think it's fair to say, considering what's going on in D.C., I wouldn't be surprised if for some reason he couldn't show up. I, he's, we've talked to him. Everything's good. I also believe that when he shows up, he's going to get a standing ovation. The work he's doing in D.C. is inspirational. It's, 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 it's groundbreaking. And it is some of the most impactful stuff we've seen in this country pushing back against corruption. It is an honor that he will be joining us on Friday in, in Miami. It's, it's going to be an amazing conversation considering everything we're going to talk about right now. And I hope to see you there. Again, go to TimCast.com, TimCast IRLX Miami. Also, don't forget to join us. Click join us, become a member, join the Discord, talk with like-minded individuals. And as a member, you'll get access to our uncensored members-only show, which are Monday through Thursday at 10 p.m. We're going to have one of those up for you tonight. It's going to be amazing. And of course, Friday's show, Live in Miami, will also be live for members only on TimCast.com. That means our typical show will only be happening on TimCast.com. And mainly it's because we're going to be unleashed in the event someone yells something or we want to say whatever we want. It's going to be a TimCast members exclusive show for everybody. So I hope to uh, uh, I hope you guys sign up and support our work. Smash the like button. Subscribe to this YouTube channel. Share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and so much more is Laura Trump. Hello. Do you want to? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'll get right in here. There you go. Great to be with you guys. There's there's no lack of things to talk about That's today. Crazy. What? I mean, what a day. What a time to be alive in America, quite frankly. History being made in some good ways 
and in some bad ways. Uh, so it's an honor to be here. Thanks for having Completely me. Completely agree. Now, uh, I think everybody recognizes your name. Yes. Trump. I but, guess uh, they do. Do you want to uh, give a brief introduction to your work? And, Who am I? Yeah. Uh, so my father-in-law, you may have heard of, Donald J. Trump. Um, married to Eric Trump. We have two children, Luke and Carolina. Three dogs, Ben, Charlie, and Tiger. Um, I've, I've been kind of a, 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 I don't even know if you would say a spokesperson, an unofficial spokesperson for a long time for my father-in-law. I tried to uh, to talk about you know, the way we're going to save America. And I believe that'll be making sure Donald Trump is the 47th president of the United States. I have a show. It's called The Right View. It's uh, three days a week. And uh, I recently released a cover of Tom Petty's I Won't Back Down, which folks on the left have loved. So thank you to everybody out oh, there wow, for amazing. all the commentary. Yes. Cool. Thanks. Right on. Well, thanks for coming. It's yeah. going to be amazing. We got Luke Rutkowski hanging out. Hey, guys, do you guys know what the best form of government is? No government? The least government possible. <laughs> no government. There Ian we go. got it right. No, got it. Uh, uh, no you got it first. No, I agree with Laura on this one. <laughs> and, and, that's, uh, yeah. and that's why I'm wearing... Well, no, no, no. I agree with Ian here. No government at all. Uh, but that's why I'm wearing a shirt that reads, Be the reason someone stops believing in government. You can get the shirt on thebestpoliticalshirts.com. We're also doing a meetup in real life here for members of LukeUnfiltered.com this October 8th. And uh, today's a crazy day. I think it's only going to get crazier from here. But I I think there definitely has been a major energy shift and uh, things could go either way from here, but uh, it, it's absolutely berserk and going to get a lot crazier from here. Ian, how are you? Ian? I'm great. Uh, absolutely awesome. Miami is treating me very well and I love the weather. Thank um, you. Mike Cernovich tweeted that out. The energy shifted. Something big. Something. Yeah. Something's just undulating and moving and changing. Oh, yeah. History. Yeah. I'm glad you talked about how we can make the country better. That's yeah. what I'm obsessively focused on. And I think a lot of it's in the technology sector, like graphene. We can start pulling carbon oh, dioxide start, out of the air. Starting early. Oh. Million. Okay. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. I'm just oh, talking well, about the you. basics, like making sure people can afford their groceries. We'd like gas at a dollar eighty seven again. Energy independence, yeah. yep. closed border, unemployment it's way down. High. Yeah, like making sure our kids are actually learning the basics in school instead of woke ideology and nonsense. Those, those to me, I think are top well, let's, of mind. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> which takes me to hydrogen fuel. I think it, we we can. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it we'll on the show. We'll still in the intro. Let's talk about Love the news. Coming, man. Okay. All right, everybody. Here's the big story, ladies and gentlemen from TimCast.com. Kevin McCarthy has been removed as Speaker of the House. McCarthy is the first Speaker of the House to be vacated from his seat in U.S. history. Shout out to Matt Gates. He is doing the Lord's work. I will give you my simple opinion without bearing the lead. In 2022, Republicans won a narrow majority, very, very a slim majority. And Donald Trump was heavily criticized by establishment Republicans and conservatives for tanking them, saying it's his fault that they didn't have the big red wave because Americans didn't like him. I disagree. I think that's not true. But guess what? That argument makes no sense. As soon as McCarthy gets in, what's hap what happens? He starts cutting backroom deals with Biden and with the Democrats. What's the purpose of Republicans winning a slim majority if the Speaker of the House is going to cut deals with Democrats instead of his own party? In fact, it's people like Matt Gates that help give the Republican Party its majority. So those arguments that Donald Trump is the reason there's no majority, meaningless if you're going to agree that McCarthy should be working deals with Democrats, because then you may as well just have a Democrat majority. And so this is my this is my argument against individuals like Thomas Massey. I like Thomas Massey. He's a good dude. Let me play this clip for you of what Massey said in defense of, of Kevin McCarthy. This is a referendum on this institution. 
We have tried regular order. Speaker McCarthy has tried regular order. If regular order fails today, if you vacate the speaker, nobody is going to try it again. Gentlemen's time has expired. This institution will fail. I ain't crying about it. Certainly not. And my understanding is uh, I've seen reports Lauren Lauren Boebert supported McCarthy, as did Marjorie Taylor Greene. I, I, I respect these individuals. I appreciate the work they do in Congress, but I'm with Matt Gates on this one. You got to keep in mind, are these, you're not necessarily supporting the man. You're supporting the office and the function of the office. And maybe what Thomas is saying is that if, if and Kevin McCarthy's voted out, that we won't have a speaker now and we just won't have one. And like Kevin said, I'm not doing it. I'm done. Other people who 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 can you even think of that could do it or would do it? I Trump, I, this guy, Thomas Massey. <laughs> a lot of people like that idea. Troy Trump. Nails tweeted that he nominates Donald Trump to be speaker. Seconded. Is I'm just a, some guy on the internet, though. I hope Matt Gates seconds it. It doesn't have to be a Congress member. It could be anyone. A- so anyone I, I, I think let, let's throw, uh, you know, Donald Duck there. Uh, D- Donald Duck. Let's throw some mystical oh, the, characters. The let's throw some, Duck. Let, let, let's, 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 let's appoint a dog as the first oh, yeah. speaker of the House. And uh, I, I think the dog probably would do a way better job than all the other speaker of the this, Houses before them. When, 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 you, when Congress, when the leadership in Congress meets with lobbyists, and corporate power in secret to negotiate deals on what's going to be in the federal spending bill and then brings out a 5,000 page omnibus and tells every member of Congress, just sign it. Otherwise, you're blocking the troops. Otherwise, veterans aren't getting their benefits. That's blackmail. That is extortion. You are you are staring down these good people in Congress, people like Matt Gates, who are saying, when, when he came on the show last week, he said, we want to make sure that we get a bill to make sure, you know, disabled veterans, veterans are getting VA benefits are coming out. We don't want them to miss these payments. Right. So this is what they do. They they come to a member of Congress and threaten the vulnerable and the people who have served this country and others and the elderly to force you into funding Lockheed Martin and other big multi, uh, military industrial complex corporations. How is that an institution we care about? Matt Gates had a simple proposal. Propose what you want to fund and we'll vote on it. That makes a lot of sense. What's the problem? The problem is they know that if they present a bill to fund, say, Lockheed Martin to to fund war, it's going to be debated and it's going to get stonewalled. It's going to get there's going to be delays. There's going to be fights because that's the thing American people actually want to fight about. Mm-hmm. But they know if they go to you and say your kids won't get food, your kid, your the poor people won't get benefits, veterans won't get paid. Then what happens? A guy in a wheelchair shows up to your office and says, why, am I, why, am, why is my pay getting cut off? You're, you're obstructing the government. And you try to tell them, we don't want that for you. We're trying to get that, that funding. And then Kevin McCarthy actually says when they're moving to, to remove him, when, when Matt Gates files, hey, if you're trying to remove a guy who kept the government open and got the troops paid, we're in a bad place. It is blackmail for the lobbyists and the multinational corporations. Matt Gates did a good thing here. I feel like the American people probably learned a lot today, too, because oftentimes these things, these omnibus bills, they just get passed, like you said, Tim, and people don't really understand. All they know is that the national debt is going up, that we're we're sending money overseas, that things are tougher here for, for the American people. So maybe they learned a little bit today and maybe people can can actually start to talk about these things. You're right. It shouldn't just be everyone is forced into this. We should have a robust debate about it. We should be talking about what is actually being spent here and, and on what. And, um, you know, I, I do. I think overall this is a, a positive thing. I feel bad a little bit for Kevin McCarthy, though. He has had a rough go. Man, it was tough for him to get elected in there. I'm sure today wasn't a great day for him. I generally think he's a nice guy, but uh, but this was probably a necessity. You know, we, we were talking about leadership the other day. 
picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson. How uh, there's a lot of stories throughout history of people who don't want to be the executive, like George Washington. No, no, I don't want to do it. Like, well, someone's got to do it. And he's like, I don't want to. Okay, fine, I guess I'll do it. And uh, Cincinnati, I think his name was, uh, I think that was, was it Rome? He, yeah. they, they had an emergency, said, we need someone to take executive authority. He said, I don't want to do it. And they were like, you have to. He took power. He, absol- he resolved the emergency and then went right back to farming. And we respect that tremendously. Kevin McCarthy should have recognized this immediately when there was the fight over the speakership. That either he was going to have to negotiate and abide by the terms of his negotiations or he should not do it at all. And he agreed to terms with, what was it, 20 some odd, uh, 21 members of Congress who were saying, we want to negotiate these specific terms. Otherwise, we won't support you. One of those one of one of those terms, my understanding was not to cut backroom deals with Democrats. Mm. If Kevin McCarthy wants to go back on his word and his word is meaningless, then I don't think he's a good guy. And he should have said immediately, guys, it will be impossible for me to do this deal with you. I'm not going to be speaker. And this never would have happened. You know, as you're talking about all these people who are like, I don't want to be in this position. I'm not the right one. I actually feel like if you go back and look at my father in law. For years ago, I mean, we're talking like the 80s, the Oprah interviews, the 90s. He said for so long, I don't want to do it. But if there ever came a time where things got so bad, I felt like I had no other choice. I would run for president. And amazing to see that he did it. What he did while he was president, the way they fought against him, what is happening now, all of it. But as you were saying that, that's that's the only person that came to my mind. Because he, yeah. I don't, I mean, to see what he's given up and the hell he's gone through. Man. What what what, what is his uh, his net worth dropped? By oh, I'm sh- I, I don't know how much, especially, but significant. Espe- especially with the judge attacking Mar-a-Lago, which is really weird for a New York judge to be like it's worthless. And uh, it's like, okay, well, I think uh, Trump is one of the rare politicians whose net worth has declined by joining public office, where typically you see Dianne Feinstein being worth, what, $150 million after being in Congress, and the Pelosi's are worth $200 million. So, you know, I'll, I'll give you my, 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 my personal view is, yeah, there's a big difference between George Washington and Donald Trump. A little bit. Right. Just a scotch. But I've, we've seen all the interviews of, of Trump being asked since the 80s. Yeah. And we even had that, um, who was it? Was it, uh, it was Trump was on a talk show with, uh, I can't remember who it was. It was one of those morning shows. And, they were, and I th- who was it? Uh, they were like, you got to run, Donald. It wasn't the Oprah interview. There was another one. And he was like, well, you know, I don't know about that. And Probably morning it was, joke. It was they Roseanne. Used to be, oh, was, was, was it Roseanne? Roseanne? Yeah. Yes. Roseanne yes. was encouraging him. Oh, well, she's yep. still a fan. She, he's been encouraged a lot. Mm-hmm. And he would always say no. But, but back to the main story. I think we have this tweet uh, pulled up. I think it's actually the second. Did I, did I pull this up? Congressman Troy Nails 
He's a good dude. We've had him on the show several times. Says Kevin McCarthy will not be running again as speaker. I nominate Donald J. Trump for Speaker of the House. Please. I, 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 Matt Gates did this the first time around. Second it. And, you know, I, I just, I, I don't see the excuse for any member of Congress to, to not go for bold changes but the in D.C. The concern is if someone nominates Oprah and then they win. Like, because it's a popularity contest. Well, and look, all the Democrats uh, are like, we need somebody famous to get everyone to say yes to it. I get that, but Republicans aren't going to play that game. Yeah. And if Republicans have the majority and can win if they just agree, how about the former Republican president? Well, does it only take eight Republicans to side with the Democrats to push someone in? Or nine or I think something? It's, uh, five, five or six, I think, even. I think it, it, it's not five or six. I think it was, it might be 11. It's... What is it? I, well, I don't know. I guess my follow-up question is... It might be less than that. It might be six. If yeah. Trump were to take it, you know, would uh, would he still be able to run for president as the Speaker of the House? Mm. Or is that a conflict? That of I don't huh. know. It's a good question. I don't see why not. Because he's not a member of Congress. He would just be Speaker. I'd be really interesting. And even, even if he were a member of Congress, he could still run for president. You know, I know it's just not reality. But people were talking about a few years ago, like Steve Bannon was saying, nominate Trump for speaker, vote him in as speaker. And then when you impeach Biden and convict Biden and Kamala, Trump becomes, becomes president. president. <laughs> what are the what are the qualifications for the speaker? Like, what are the, the main things you need from that person? Hmm. What do you mean? Like uh, charisma? Do you need intelligence? Ah. Do you need like... Uh, Those are probably with favorable, yeah. Connections in business, in the industry? Um, or is that actually a bad thing? Like, uh, so how do you want these people? Do you want them to be like... I, I would say the qualifications, the requirements, not necessarily qualifications, because that implies like a procedural thing, but the, the characteristics we're looking for in any leader is going to be integrity, honesty, transparency, to the best of their abilities. I understand we have security issues. Something completely lacking in Congress that, oh, yeah, that, that no one, uh, very, you know, very few people have in there. Matt Gaetz? Uh, but, but I think someone that doesn't uh, roll over on their back and let the Democrats have their way with them. I, th I think that's the first thing. I think anyone that's not a rhino, anyone that's not a neoconservative, anyone who doesn't want to perpetuate the larger proxy war in Ukraine right now, I think this is a larger kind of referendum against Congress failing the American people. Throughout many years now, they never represented the will of what people actually wanted. There was never a public referendum on if we should start a proxy war in Ukraine. There was never a referendum on the debt ceiling. Kevin McCarthy, another thing he did, he made it that the, the Biden administration could print and borrow as much money as they want until 2025. Right now, just a few days ago, the debt went up $275 billion in just one day. It is set to increase to almost $1 trillion in just one month. It just hit $33 trillion dollars. America is being destroyed by a lot of the corporate influences that have hijacked Congress. And this is a referendum saying we had enough. Stop it. Let, let me pull this up. We have this from Gallup right here. In uh, 2020, is this 2022? 2023, I'm sorry, September 1st, 2023, the approval rating for Congress is at 17%. Look at that, right after 9-11. I know, I was trying yep. to figure out what that was. I know, look at now, that. Seven, False but, flags but, are terrifying. 17%, 17, and my question is, to Thomas Massey, legitimate, I am not being a dick, I'm genuinely asking, for what reason 
Do we want to preserve the current iteration of an institution that has 82% disapproval? Not only does it defy any democratic standard, but even if we want to operate on a supermajority principle or just say it should be representative and not direct democracy, I think it's fair to say when 82% of people are like, we don't like what you're doing, it's time to change this system. Yeah, it's, a, it's a simple choice, you know, deadlock. Or allow the government to steal your money and then finance it and give it to Ukrainian oligarchs that, of course, will be using it for their own purposes. What do you want? I prefer the deadlock. So it's I'm, not, e- it's, yeah. it's not yeah. even about Ukraine. I mean, yeah. I know that's a big talking point right now, but let's just talk about the problems this country has faced that the left has been screaming about that we've been talking about. How many years did we get the Flint water crisis as big news with Democrats saying we got to fix these pipes? You know what I say? My answer is deal. We stop funding war in foreign countries, be it Afghanistan, Syria, whatever. And I'll, I say we divert that money to the pipes in Newark, in Pittsburgh, in Flint. And you know what? Then because it doesn't cost that much money to fix the pipes, we launch a commission to start going and hiring contractors to fix pipes everywhere. Better yet, we can build bridges, fix our roads. We can hire American uh, construction workers. Hey, maybe we can build a bollard fence down on the southern border with mm. the money that we're spending Out of overseas. graphene. I like how you're thinking. Out man. of graphene. You know what, wow. Ian? Deal. Wall, I tell you this. Pipes Ian, we have a deal. We stop funding the war in Ukraine, Afghanistan, Syria, all of these foreign excursions that have done nothing for the American people. And Congress approve secure fencing and homes. We'll start. We'll start doing homes. Yeah, and we'll build it out of graphene if yeah. that's what you want. You can three D print tubes and then lock them into joints and make like domed housing really cheap wow. with that stuff. They actually there's yeah uh, what was it geodesic domes you yeah. talked about? Yeah. They they actually they inflate a big bag. And then they they wire they put wire around it and cement it and then deflate the bag and it creates like a dome. That's house. smart. Look at that. Part of the Seriously. reason why I'm going a little hand heavy on it right now is because at a um, Rice University they figured out how to create hydrogen fuel, um, and every kilogram of fuel they're making out of like waste they'll hit it with lasers and make it. It produces a byproduct of graphene of four dollars and fifty cents worth of graphene for every kilogram. So we're trying of, to find a use for that. So well, we actually make it before this. You had to spend money to get hydrogen. Now you're making money because you're getting a product that. in the in the and then I'll, you can make I'll, electronics I'll, out of it or you can burn it. And heat, I will and I will case. I will grab that particularly esoteric concept and bring it back to this. If Congress came out with a bill that said we will take new fuel buy products to produce products here in this country and create American jobs, their approval rating would be higher. If if Kevin McCarthy came out banging and screaming about the need to fund graphene, their approval rating would be higher. Ian, there's a bunch of comments right now with people talking about you laying down pipes. I'm not going to get into that (laughs) one. But, 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 uh, you you know, you guys are talking about some very interesting concepts about what you guys want Congress to do. I don't want them to do anything. Stop taking my money. Stop trying to fix problems. Leave people alone. Let the free market fix whatever problems are occurred that usually are occurred by the government. So I, I think if the government steps away from our life, stops intervening, stops taxing, stops regulating, stops saying you could do this, but you can't do this, stops favoring the multinational corporations and the banking elite, then I think life would be better for everyone. And I think if they just uh, t- took a step back, allowed the free market to be a free market, everything would be way better than it is Agreed. right now. Agreed. Yeah. And the starting point is not that we just overnight say we no longer have any spending at all. I think realistically, there's so much we don't see in terms of federal spending that we would like and would need at least to get to a point where we can get away from this kind of thing. But the, the obvious and immediate is veteran benefits. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think any, anyone in their right mind is going to be like, let's just cut the government off. Like when we were, we were talking about, ha, the government's shutting down. Matt Gates is like, no, it, it means veterans aren't going to get paid. Like, that's not a good thing. And we're like, right, right. We're, we're kind of just goofing off. Fair point. 
But he did say one of the first things we get through if we're not going to fund the government is making sure that our veterans get paid. I, I do not like the idea that whether you like the wars or the foreign policy or not, I don't like the idea that anybody who, who served in my name would be left high and dry without benefits. I would gladly pay if that was the case. So when we talk about we don't want the government spending our money, I completely agree with Luke as it pertains to their corporate bodies revolving to our policies. And then as it pertains to the good men and women in uniform who served us and our nation, whether or not our, our leaders have, have led them astray, I think these people deserve more money. You know, I a think lot more money. part of why there's been so much pushback against what Matt's doing and uh, to destroy the omnibus spending package concept is that it's literally, and I'm using the word correctly here, completely and totally impossible for the 430 people in Congress or however many to read all those bills. They don't have enough time. Oh, God, no. So we're going to have to complete, we're change the way that our republic functions no. and let the people read the bills decentralized. No, 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 no. They should not be spending that much money. So there were priorities when, like Matt Gates said, you know, they come to me and say, we've got to fund the military. We've got to fund veterans like easy. Get the bill. It's approved. Like we we, we all agree it's done. There's no question. There's no obstruction. Every member of Congress says yes to that. But then they want to fund the Department of Education. Now there's a debate. The, the issue is. Four hundred and thirty five or how many is it? Four thirty. It was at four thirty five. I don't know that uh, members of Congress. If they can't read that many bills, should not be uh, voting on them and spending the money. Or we should have more yeah. co members of Congress. Because I no, think I disagree. No. We, we, oh, well, my no, God. No. No. We used to have one for every 70,000 <laughs> yes. people. Now we have one for every, like, 900,000 humans. And that's humans, true. And they can't function. Well, and they don't function. I want people to represent themselves, yes, honestly. And I'm kind of tired of representative thing. I understand the stopgap of you don't want the mob to go crazy. But people have the ability to, to govern themselves. And I think we should use modern technology to do it. I disagree. I agree mm. on technology and modern technology. But I don't think... You want people who, look, my view is this. We certainly want decentralized power. I like the idea of representatives. I don't like the idea of how they've been basically exploiting and lying to us. But the issue is, if you are a tradesman, if you're a teacher or a nurse, you don't follow politics all day, every day. And that means someone whose job it is to provide a service outside of politics needs to be able to trust you, to go to you and say, hey, man. I trust you to do what's right. You're a good person. I give you my vote. And that person takes up their whole time and energy focusing on policy issues and making the country work. I'm fine with that. The problem is, for too long, corrupt individuals have been like, these suckers actually believed me. And they're ripping everybody off and they're lying about it. It's too easy to bribe because there's so few of them. But, but Ian, the Pakistani gender studies are not going to fund themselves, okay? <laughs> Who's going to fund the Sri Lankan speedboats? Who's going to fund <laughs> all these other programs that, of course, are absolutely pointless and steal your money for no reason? At all? What, who's going to do it, Ian? Okay. I, like, I like the America first idea like you're proposing. Honestly, like there's so much that this country needs. There's so much we could do, so much good here that could be done. I mean, shouldn't we at least focus here first before we send all this money overseas? And I think that that's a real frustration. I think that that is the good thing that came out of this. Um, and I do agree. The 82% who are very unhappy with Congress would probably be a lot happier if they actually saw the impact of all of this exorbitant spending, but no one ever sees it. You go into like LaGuardia Airport. I remember I used to fly into LaGuardia if it was raining, there would be like trash cans there to catch the rainwater. And wow. I was like, God, this yep. is what some people see when they first arrive in the United States of America. This is the first impression. 
we are supposed to be the leader of the free world and the superpower, and yet this is how our country is functioning look, right now. Look we at something, something as a, different. A, a, yeah, yeah, I, I, think, I, think, I think Donald Trump actually exemplifies the problem of government in a unique way outside of just the fa- uh, just outside of the fact that they just strapped weights to him, falsely accused him of tons of things, they're trying to persecute him, prosecute him. I think you look at someone who built this this empire knows how to run multiple companies, creates multiple brands. The left tries to argue, but look at all those bankruptcies. It's the stupidest argument ever. <laughs> 500 plus companies and a handful of bankruptcies. And bankruptcies don't mean failure. It means you're literally preserving the business. But you take someone like that, he becomes president, still gets things done despite what's going on, and the, and the challenges he still faced show. When you, when you go to the government and say, hey, we need to put up, say, like suicide nets on the Golden Gate Bridge. Half a billion dollars later, oh. it gets done. You go to the private sector and they compete over it, and ten right. million dollars later, it gets done. I guess what, what was the old saying uh, when in 2016, uh, uh, under budget and had a schedule. Yeah, well, that was him. That's how he right. operated as a businessman. And I actually think that when he became president, he believed he could get so much accomplished and he thought well gosh if i just run things like i did a business then it will say i mean you he would talk about lockheed martin he renegotiated for the new air force ones which by the way will start flying in 2025 just in time for him to arrive on them as first <laughs> president yeah. but he he actually along. tried to save money he tried to do all these things he went to south korea and he said why is it that that you know we're funding all of this stuff over here for you guys you can fund it yourself we're going to stop sending a bunch of money over here to you you could fund your some of your own stuff he saved the the country i mean unknown amounts of money that no one ever talks about and it made zero difference no one talked about it no one cared about it and i think it's insane that you can have someone with the the ability like he had and yet this government is in such a mess that it really made almost no difference well, well to be so fair he, he did also spend a lot of money and he did also increase the the deficit and the debt a lot i do think he had a lot of policies that were very favorable towards blue collar workers i think yeah. more favorable than any other president uh in, in our time but the deficit was increased a lot under his presidency and okay. i think i think we're still dealing with those ramifications today because of that i kind of see the difference yeah. of running the country and a business as like um, the solution to our economy isn't in money. It's not in finance. It's in the productive capability of Absolutely. the people. So you could print shitloads of money and build graphene factories and start producing massive hydrogen fuel and make us the wealthiest country on earth. But uh, just printing the money, like it doesn't take money to do that. I mean, we can print as much money as we want right now. So we just need to incentivize people to do it. We need our factories back. We need manufacturing back. We need to produce things here in this country. We, do you know how hard it is to get anything really made in America for any yep. a, a decent amount of money? Everything is so expensive to do here. We have to change that. Otherwise, we're, we're going to be in a really bad spot. Look at COVID. Look at the supply chain, how much we learned, how much you know we realized we really weren't doing here. Yeah, you need to make it here. You need to incentivize business here in this country. Some Absolutely. Of the, the hard chemicals like uh, East Palestine, when that train derailment went off and it annihilated the community, like that's why we moved a lot of that stuff over to China. Because like if it spills, we don't want it to spill next door. So, I but I do believe the risk of having the Chinese producing this stuff oh, is gosh. outweighs the risk of yeah. contamination. But I mean, contamination is devastating too. I just yeah, it's like a two-sided these, coin that obviously you know what it is i understand it's these climate change policies and so what democrats do is they say okay you can't make a business that has x amount of carbon or whatever so the companies say okay china it is mm -hmm. so when when joe biden comes in this is why i think they're lying i think they are full of it joe biden says we're going to bring back these restrictions climate change is bad 
Now you can't produce X amount of carbon. You have this, this, these taxes. You have these fees. But hey, we're going to remove tariffs so you can import products for free. He is outright telling businesses, send your fa- factories to China. Yep, that's exactly right. And I, I mean, it, it, it's so devastating in so many different ways, I think, to our country. I mean, if you look at inflation, if you look at the, the job situation in this country, this is this is a I don't want to say it's an easy fix, but it seems so obvious. And it was all set up so well. I give my father-in-law a lot of credit. The tariffs on China, the trade deals that he negotiated with China. I mean, who would have ever thought we'd have something like that? Honestly. Yeah. So, he was, um, yeah. He was the guy that actually opened my eyes to the danger of our relationship with the CCP. I didn't. Yeah. I knew it was like tet. Tenet, I, I knew it was not good. Terrifying. I just didn't, until he was like, China, China. And I was like, okay, I still don't get it. But then eventually I started to realize they produce the antibiotics. You know, if they cut off, our, if they poison our antibiotics, like with fentanyl, one day they just decide 90% China, of our- China our, is waiting right now and salivating over what they see happening in this country. The fact that Joe Biden is our president, that we seem in a weakened state, that our economy doesn't seem like it's it's headed in the right direction for the long term. They are ready to pounce and take over as the superpower of the world. And Donald Trump was the first to call them on it. He's been talking about China for decades. And if you go back to his 2015 speech when he announced he was running for president, he talked about China then. And people were like, he's so crazy, so unhinged about China. He was right about them. It is it's actually terrifying if you really think about what their their long term game plan is in China they're ready to take over. Do you think he knew because he'd been doing business there for so long? He yes. just knew how they, they functioned? Yes, absolutely. Big part of it, for sure. Tim, you look like you're pulling up another story. Well, yeah, Kevin McCarthy is speaking. I can't find the video right now. It's live, so I oh, imagine. Cool. Yeah, it'll be a second before it pops up on, on Twitter. So we'll, we'll pull that up in a second, but for, the, for, the, uh, for t- the time being, let's jump to this story from our good friends over at CNN. Judge <laughs> issues gag order and rebukes Trump after social media post attacking his clerk. And uh, we also have this one from Dr. Kelly Ward. Judges threatening real Donald Trump with jail if he doesn't remove this post from Truth Social. Well, of course, we will highlight that post so you can all know the news. Trump truthed Schumer's girlfriend, Allison R. Greenfield, is running his case against me. This case against me. How disgraceful. Disgraceful. This case should be dismissed immediately. Linking to a uh, tweet from judicial protests saying, why is Judge Engron's principal law clerk, Allison R. Greenfield, palling around with Chuck Schumer? Well, I guess because of this, the judge says Trump is here by gag, which I find funny considering the judge is allowing cameras in the courtroom. This whole thing is very obviously an attempt to drain Trump's energy and resources to attack his circle and cause political damage to interfere in the 2024 election. Absolutely. I mean, that's what they've all been about. This is another example. This one is particularly egregious. If you look at the fact that you have Letitia James, the attorney general of the state of New York, who ran a campaign not on doing what was best for the people of the state of New York, not locking up criminals, not really going after the hard crime. My gosh, New York City is a mess. You just take that city in and of itself, let alone the rest of the state she's supposed to be looking out for. She ran a campaign where she said, I'm going to be a real pain in his ass. I'm going to go in to the attorney general's office every day, suing him and then going home. She never cared a second about anything other than Donald Trump. So here you have a situation where there is no plaintiff. There is no person that was injured. There is no issue whatsoever on behalf of these banks who made tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars 
off of these loans that they gave the Trump organization. And yet here we are with my father-in-law now for the second day, and I assume tomorrow as well, in court in downtown Manhattan over this absolute nonsense. And these people want to dissolve his business. Make no mistake about it. They want to inflict maximum pain. Yes, they want to inflict maximum pain. They ordered it, this judge ordered it in a summary judgment before even hearing all the facts of everything when he told everyone Mar-a-Lago's worth $18 million. What an utter joke. And then whenever people said, well, what does that mean? What what do you want dissolved? He said, I'm not ready to rule on that yet. It is wild stuff. It is banana republic at at best. I got I to gotta read this uh, this quote here. This is too good. The judge said, this morning, one of the defendants, one of the defendants, <laughs> posted on a social media account a disparaging, untrue, and personally identifying post about a member of my staff. Although I have since ordered the post deleted, and apparently it was, it was also emailed out to millions of other recipients, the judge said in court. Personal attacks of any member of my court staff are unacceptable, inappropriate, and I will not tolerate them. I just love that the, the that Trump emailed it out to everybody just to make sure you got it. <laughs> hey, look, you can order someone to delete a post on social media, but once the email is sent, it's sent. Yeah, yeah. that's the, that's that's the benefit of doing of, of using email. I just think it's absolutely absurd that the judge is telling Donald Trump he can't speak. This, this is unrelated to the trial. When when it comes to civil suits, it is unsurprising that there will be uh, gag orders. Right. If, you, if 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 person A sues person B, it's, it's it is normal for the judge to be like, guys, don't disparage each other. Donald Trump is talking about the court. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you know, maybe someone might advise him not to do it. I just think the judge putting cameras in the courtroom, issuing a issuing a summary judgment, has already shattered the judicial norms we we expect, and this makes no sense. What was the personal attack? He uh, said she was palling around with Schumer. It's a picture of her oh, with by Schumer. By the way, that's very relevant whenever this is an individual who's part of his staff there. And this is supposed to be an impartial judge. Are you kidding me? This is supposed like uh, the attorney general is supposed to be impartial as well. These people have an agenda. They have had a bias, obvious bias against Donald Trump from day one. So I think it's very relevant. I think it was appropriate yeah, yeah, to the, call that out. That, that attorney general isn't impartial. She's of very partial. Not. She's very biased. She clearly has a political agenda. There's so many horrible crimes. There's so many things happening in New York City right yeah. now. And for the city to spend their resources going after the former president of the United well, States for this is just absolutely ridiculous, well, in my opinion, and a waste of time, a waste of taxpayer money. Totally. But, but also, more importantly, just also at the same time is making Trump more popular than ever. Oh, didn't, didn't this uh, was Letitia James, right? Yes. Yeah, didn't she run on going after Trump? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, just recently, there was a, a left wing activist in New York City who was with his girlfriend when a deranged man came up and stabbed him twice, oh. killing him. Oh, no, no, no. He, he came up to the deranged man. Let's be clear. The, the, the news will have you think that right. the deranged man uh, approached him. He approached the deranged man. Yelling at him. Right, right, right. Saying, hey, hey, get, trying to get his attention. And then the deranged well, the, man turned on him and was deranged, like, what? Deranged guy walks past him, knocks over scooters. This guy gets up and yells something, says something to him. The guy gets in his face. The dude stands his ground. Then mm. the deranged man stabs him, killing him. And uh, he's still on the loose. And he's still on the loose. And, yep. and, and I can only say one thing. Look, these are the activists that voted in advocated for a DA who is going to go after the former president instead of dealing with the crime in their own city. I think a lot of the, the, 
the thing that scares me, a lot of the part that scares me about this is that some of them, yes, they're emotionally going after Donald himself, but some of them, I think the, the deep, deep, dark thing, they're going after anyone that would do what he was trying to do by re-nationalizing our industry. Like the people, they want, I think there's a global bank. I don't know, man, but it, I, all the signs <laughs> lead to the World go. Economic Forum and the New World Order. And well, ultimately, you know, look, look, look. it you, is a, the world order is changing and that they want to create this build back better, this, this weird to digital technocracy you mean no borders you mean free flow of people all around do you mean a centralized yeah banking system you mean you could just like have it in your head you just think it's 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 actually terrifying you could go down a real dark hole you could have a tenfold happen the only thing uh, we know about a conspiracy theories it's like six months until it actually becomes true yeah generally yes. speaking yeah i'm comfortable so. speaking well, the, uh, this fervently about it now because the, of the last two or three the years russell yeah. brand thing was a week yeah. Coordinated. Like, yeah, they're like, it's a coordinated effort against Russell Brand. The media's like, what a kooky conspiracy theory. And then we get leaked letters from uh, UK government, the UK government being like, we want him removed. We're, we're concerned he can make money on your platform. And then he starts getting banned. It's like, oh, okay, the government was doing it. As they're coordinating <laughs> the hit pieces and, of course, releasing key information um, tidbit by tidbit by tidbit to, of course, build it up and have the maximum effect in order to try to hurt him. I, I think something very similar is happening with a lot of these district attorneys. A lot of them are usually financed by George and Alex Soros, mm -hmm. who have financed them, who have bought them off and have created policies inside of the United States where you can hurt people. You won't go to jail. You won't be in trouble. You defend yourself against individuals trying to hurt you or steal your property. You go to jail. You express political thoughts and idea. You go to jail. But you're, you're a criminal. You, you could get, lo get loose, get free anytime you want because of these policies that were implemented without any kind of vote, without any kind of referendum, and all it took was secret billionaire money that financed these individuals that were a part of the larger ideology that these people are implementing. And this ideology is one that is, of course, very uh, leftist, very similar to what happened in communism, very similar to, of course, what happens in a lot of totalitarian regimes where people are punished just for their political expressions. This is this is the current world that we're living in, which is absolutely terrifying and should scare the crap out of everyone because there's no longer a justice system. There's a, a system that uses power to punish people politically. Elon Musk on Twitter or on X, rather, Elon. Uh, Are we ever going to call it X? I'm about to. Really? Twix. Uh, I like calling it Twitter still. I do it kind I mean, of in everyone's jest. like X, also known as Twitter. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, exactly. Are we ever going to call yeah. it that? Because a lot of people don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. On X. It sounds like ecstasy, like I'm tripping. I, I'm yeah. on X. Everybody's on X. Yeah. Brett, uh, Brett Dastavay from Pop Culture is calling it Twix. That's a good one. Well, he said that's even more confusing to me. Yeah. He, he actually said the word that... um. Uh, George Soros was figured out how to do politics through arbitrage, which is basically send a little bit to a lot of places and just kind of buy the system by getting all these local DAs and, and yeah, court. That's what he points. does. That's crazy. I that's know. nuts. It's, what does he do it through multiple businesses or something? I, I, I don't know all the ins and outs of the Soros uh, dynasty and their their multi. Well, there's multiple organizations and, and multiple yeah. NGOs and multiple ways that they're just funneling a lot of their money and financing a lot of these woke leftist radicals that are in positions of power and clearly abusing those positions for their but, own personal benefit. But I, I, I keep saying I, I think we are winning. And by we, I'm referring to the anti-establishment faction, which includes post-liberals, libertarians. I always have to clarify this. Uh, you look at today, and uh, you know, uh, one of the, uh, Brian Krasenstein, I think it was, just tweeted, this is a win for Democrats, not Republicans. It was eight Republicans who sided with, with Democrats to oust Kevin McCarthy. The Republicans voted to keep him in. And I'm just like, yo, it was, it was a win for the anti-establishment. 
I, I, it, it's obvious. We knew it was going to be Democrats voting to remove him. But and Democrats are looking at it like I think it's really funny because Democrats should have actually wanted want him to stand. He was cutting deals with them, but they can't. They're politically trapped. Yep. You look at the cultural victories. You look at Matt Gates's massive historic victory today. Anti-establishment is winning. I hope there, so. There, there's a quote from Gates. He said something to the effect of uh, I'm paraphrasing. He said based on his recent conversations with the former recent based on his recent conversations with the former president he feels like he's doing the right thing something to that effect not to say that trump actually told him to do it but that matt gates feels confident this is the move that has to be made i i i believe it is i believe it's about time someone stood up to the corrupt mechanisms of congress the challenge we face is that for congress it is always easier to kick the can down the road mm-hmm. instead of ripping the bandaid off and uh, Ron Paul had that famous quote, I'm again paraphrasing, where he said, you know, we got to get out of Iraq and Afghanistan. They keep saying, oh, well, it was a mistake going in, but now we need a, an exit strategy so we can't just leave. And he says, if, if, if you prescribe the wrong medication, you don't just keep them on the same medication. You get them off. And it's like, yes, we've been sitting by with Congress broken forever, being like, well, you know, it's going to be bad if we change. It's going to be bad if we keep doing it. We can't. We got to change it. Some of some medicines you want to wean off of. <clears throat> no, I, I know, I know. My, my, basically, my, my Biden's surrender in Afghanistan this. was like just stopping yeah, the Turkey. Yeah, no, I disagree. That was that was that that terrible, that was deliberate. Yeah, yeah, abandoning Bagram Air Force Base is not ripping the bandaid off. People. It's pouring it's pouring sewage onto your open wound. That's insane. But my point is, with what's going on with Trump, with what they're doing, I want everyone to to, to, to realize these moves are only being made out of terror and desperation. Mm-hmm. They're trying to dis- dissolve the Trump organization for what purpose? It strips him of resources. It ties up his his his, his time and energy. He should be campaigning right now. They're, they're 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 trying to set this trial. Which one? The federal trial for just before Super Tuesday. They did. Yep. They, the yeah, the day before. The day yeah. before. Super Tuesday. That all of these things are so obviously just how can we cement Trump's legs down to stop him from winning? It is quite literally them cheating to win in 2024. And by cheating, what I mean is. We expect elections to be a little dirty, but for the most part, it's how many votes can you get? What they're doing now is, can we use the legal system to damage Trump's life and threaten his lawyers so that no one works with them again? You've got in Georgia, his lawyers being indicted, Jenna Ellis, for just literally providing him legal advice. And then you also have, I think it was out of, uh, out of Colorado, two lawyers fined $187,000 by a judge for simply arguing Trump's position. They sued and appealed to the Supreme Court saying, we're lawyers. We were asked to represent this individual. That's what we do. It's a constitutional right. And the Supreme Court said, shove it. So they have to pay nearly 200 grand for, for doing one thing. Trump says, here's my argument. They say, we'll craft the argument for you. And now the, ju- the, the, the judge in the case says 200 grand. What they're trying to do is make sure no lawyer ever worked with Trump again. Yeah, well, they want they want to inflict maximum pain. They want as much collateral damage as humanly possible because they don't want anyone around Donald Trump. They don't want him to have a circle of people he can trust, he can rely on, who can go out there. I mean, if you look at this case right now, he's been in court over the past two days, this Letitia James AG case. Every person had testified that my husband, Eric, and my brother-in-law, Don, had nothing to do with any of these valuations. And yet they got dragged into it, too. Why would you do that? Maximum pain. Yep. I mean, to me, it's so much of what that January 6th committee sham nonsense was, which was it wasn't really about anything other than warning people. If you dare step out of line again, 
you could be on the hot seat next. Don't ever question anything this government does or tells you to do again, because next time it could be you. It might be Donald Trump today. Next time it could be it, you. And it, it will be. I'll give you an example of how of the game they're playing when it comes to the, the, the judge in the in this Trump lawsuit. AOC made a video after January 6th where she said someone banged on her door. She went and hid in the bathroom, heard a voice say, where is she? Where is she? And she thought she was going to die and all that stuff. What she was doing was making you believe that she thought rioters broke into her office. Immediately, conservatives said her office isn't even in the Capitol building, to which the media responded. There are tunnels connecting it. And then this one surprised the heck out of me. Her, I, 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 I did the whole timeline. I fact check everything. And I said her story took place one hour before the Capitol was even breached. She was she was manipulating the context of the day. Most people did not know the timeline. The only thing they knew was that on January 6th, people stormed the Capitol. So when she says on January 6th, someone banged on my door and I was scared, she is lying to you because she knows you don't understand the basic context around this day. What this judge is doing is very, very similar. He says the tax assessor says the property is only worth around 18 to 20 million at Mar-a-Lago. Trump is inflating the value of his properties. He's committing fraud. What do regular people here who don't pay attention? Judge rules Trump committed fraud. Fraud. But here's the funny thing. Anybody paying attention immediately recognizes the problem here, depending on how deep you go in terms of paying attention. If you're someone like me, I just pull up the actual property, the comparables in, in Palm Beach and West Palm Beach. And I'm like, Mar-a-Lago 17 and a half acres from, from beach to beach. Mm-hmm. And a third acre goes for, you know, 10 or $30 million with a house on it. A, a, a lot that's just half acre is like 10, 20 million dollars. How is Mar-a-Lago as as just land worth less than this? However, anybody with a cursory understanding of real estate knows the values aren't set by the individual. It's appraised by the lender. Exactly. So when, when you mentioned Eric and Don have nothing to do with the, the evaluation, right? The bank comes in and says, here's what we think. Yeah, it's they worth. have their own due diligence. They they have a fiduciary responsibility to send someone in. They're not going to take my word for it. If I'm like, yeah, I got a house down the street. It's worth $10 billion. You can trust me on that. Of course, they have to look out for themselves as a business at the end of the day. That's the crazy part of all of this. And you're right. The The, the truth is that the average person out there probably doesn't understand this kind of minutia, right? Yep. All they cared about and all they have ever cared about is that headline, Donald Trump and the word fraud next to it. And that's it. That's the end game for them. They want to inflict maximum damage to him. They want to tie him up. But Luke, you said it. I do believe it's making him stronger. It I is. feel like all of this stuff has shaken people awake. That mugshot, forget it. That mugshot was probably the biggest mistake they ever made. The number of people who have approached me post mugshot and been like, you know what? I really have never paid attention to politics. I wasn't sure I liked Donald Trump, but that mugshot somehow to some people represented a system that had been failing them, that was broken, that was working against them, working against Donald Trump. And they were like, wait a minute. I see what they're doing to this guy, and now their their eyes are open, and they're not going to be closed again. And it, and it actually unified a nation. The yeah. Democrats really liked it, and the Republicans <laughs> yeah. really liked it. I made a T-shirt of it right away, um, and and a lot of people were buying it on the left and on the right. It, it, it didn't matter, but but more importantly, 
every time they do go after Trump, you see his poll numbers go up. Mm-hmm. And and right now he's he's higher than he was this entire election cycle, even though he's saying some kind of very interesting things. But uh, just for yourself, I'm, I'm kind of curious, as a Trump, do you feel like you're uh, under a spotlight? Do you feel like you're targeted? Do you feel like someone is just waiting to see if you're going to do anything wrong just so they could blow it up in the media? Every single second of every single day. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, these people are disgusting. And to be honest with you, if it if it weren't my family and I hadn't had firsthand experience with this sort of stuff, I would say this is, I mean, that's really overblown. There's no way, but it, it's true. They, they pick apart anything that any of us do. They try to attack us for it. And, and honestly, you really think that if any of us had, I don't know, th- obtained a firearm illegally and lied on a federal gun application and then thrown the gun in a garbage can next to a school, we wouldn't be locked up right now. Get the heck out of yeah. here. That's the that's the frustrating thing is the clear double standard that exists between someone with the last name yeah. Trump and someone with the last name Or, or just, you know, smoked crack and, uh, you know, that too. bought ladies of the night yeah. and, uh, you know, took photos of themselves doing Correct. it. Uh, I mean, I mean, there is controversy uh, on, on both, you know, sides there, but uh, it, it's just absolutely crazy how far the media will go and how um, they will just, in many instances, make stuff up in order to try to frame yes. you guys as, as really horrible You want people. a great example? What, what, I, I was going to ask you, what's one of the craziest ways that the media has attacked you that had no reality um, at all. So last year we had a hurricane come through the state. The hurricane hit the western side of the state of Florida. I live on the east coast of Florida. So anyone with a little knowledge of hurricane knows there are bands of rain that come through. And in between those bands, it's clear. It's fine. My kids were cooped up inside. They canceled school that day. So I took my kids and my dogs just down the neighborhood on a little walk in between the bands of rain. My son was on one of these little like motorized tractor things that he had. And I took a video because all of a sudden we got poured on out of nowhere with the rain. I posted it on social media. People were calling for child protective services. (laughs) I'm not even joking to come to my house. There were multiple stories written about how I was an unfit mother. I mean, it is it's so insane. I yeah, that that's one of the probably least faves of of my past couple years it's getting crazy huh dude yeah yes uh, but I, I was as you guys were talking firstly you got caught in the rain with your kid that's that's i guess normal um, i said i caught i capped i captioned it character building experience because it is sometimes it's, it rains I, yeah. sometimes it rains this, people are like she's putting her child in danger in a hurricane oh my god okay this uh build back better which is like a world economic forum thing then biden starts saying it okay is it not that's not a coincidence, humans. Well, he got made fun of by, who was it, Boris Johnson for, for stealing Build Back Better. <laughs> I just constantly, yeah, yeah, so, so the Brits were doing it too. It's, yeah, I, all over I, like, if this, this like organized four different indictments unrelated, all in like within the course of like six months on Donald Trump. It's not, that's not a coincidence. All, well, all but, the day after a Hunter Biden or Joe Biden, big information drop happened. Some, yeah. But understand, it's a standalone complex and a conspiracy. So there's the bigger picture, which is all these indictments happening. I don't think you need New York to coordinate with Georgia and the federal government. These are people who have Trump derangement syndrome who are going to do these things of their own volition. In fact, as soon as the feds make a move, then Georgia's like, now's our chance. Now we can pile on some of this stuff. Like, right, every time Hunter Biden's indicted, there's like a UFO leak or some new indictment of Trump comes out. Mm. That seems coordinated and a group of people organizing that at a high level. But all of the attacks on Trump, it's because these people are deranged and they're going to keep doing it. 
That's what, look. You look at what happened to Brett Kavanaugh with uh, uh, that woman Swetnick, I think her name was, yeah. accusing him of being at parties where they would line up outside of rooms to take turns just, you know, having their way with women against their will. I'll keep it as family friendly as I can. She didn't. No one came to her and told her to say it. Right. Or my assumption is that maybe I'm wrong. It's just that these people are so deranged. They're like, I'll just do it. And they come out of their own volition. And it looks coordinated when it often isn't. Man, I spent the, my youth believing in people that they would be honest. I just thought, like, if you're good and honest, then more people will be good and honest and we can make a good and honest society. And then I'm learning in my midlife that deceitfulness and, and evil is like the way to lead like it throughout history that's how they've been doing it they kill their opponents they take control and they say that they were the good guys yeah there's that tweet i referenced about the it was a video of hyenas eating some kind of ungulate alive they were they were eating it from the belly Ugh. eviscerating it and the tweet said it is not the case that the most vicious and evil people are punished in fact nature shows us that they are often rewarded and that was the point that you watch this poor, I think it was like a wildebeest or something, struggling to get up, being devoured alive. And yeah, there's an old, uh, there's an old hacker joke saying, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. I understand Jesus in a way from the Bible. Like what they said that he, he was just like, they don't know what they're doing, man. And he just let it happen. Because like, what can you do? It gets to a point where like, I'm not going to become evil. At least I don't want to. So like, how do I, how do I really help society without becoming evil? Yeah. How much crazier do you think it's going to get? Because I think we're we're you know in the middle of the election cycle, but I, I think it's going to get crazier. I agree. What do you think is going to happen? Because we have the indictments, we have the court hearings, but they're not stopping Trump. They're making him more popular. Mm -hmm. I really do believe we're we're in an inroad where the system is becoming more and more desperate. How desperate do you think they will become? Well, I think they they become more desperate by the day because I think you know you look at who they're running on the Democrat side, Joe Biden and apparently Kamala Harris, two of the uh, lowest polling favorability, uh, I mean, president, vice president in history. These two are just absolutely horrible, one worse than the other. They have a big problem on their hands. They have no bench on the Democrat side. We seem to have a, a little bit of a bench on the other, other side of the aisle. But I think they're getting more desperate by the day because it must be so frustrating to see all the effort they're putting out against one guy and it's boomeranging back and it is having the opposite of the intended result for them. So I, I'm sure it's going to get a lot worse. Let me let me jump to this story. We have this from the Daily Mail. Shock poll shows RFK Jr.'s run as an independent could pull more support from Trump than Biden in 2024. And the poll basically shows it asks if you have a favorable view of RFK Jr. And they find that Republicans actually have a more favorable view than independents. And Democrats, Democrats are, are, have a very relatively unfavorable view of RFK Jr. Of course, we're hearing now that he may run as an independent. But I actually want to say right away, I think this is wrong. Republicans have favorable views of Vivek Ramaswamy. They're voting Trump. They have a favorable view of RFK Jr. They are voting Trump. As Phil Labonte said last week, Trump's bottom is rock solid. And I think that's it could probably be phrased a lot better, but <laughs> his, like headed, his voter floor is not going to move. <laughs> Pilates. 44% of whatever individuals who support Trump ain't going to back anybody else. And I like RFK Jr. I have a favorable view of him. I'm not voting for him, right? I, I agree with that, yeah. I think this the, the Daily Mail's view is wrong. I think the poll is interesting, for sure, but I think they're wrong. If you look at independence, 36 to 37, it's, it's, it's within the margin of error. The question is, how many independent voters who would normally vote Democrat will end up voting RFK Jr. instead? And will that spike Joe Biden? I give we, very, oh, sorry. Real quick, Rich Barris came on the show and said, 
If RFK Jr. runs, it could be a Ross Perot-like moment, and Trump could end up winning states like Maine because he because it'll split enough of the Democrats, and it could, he, Trump could end up winning uh, the presidency with like 43, 44 percent of the popular vote. Yeah, that's what happened with Abraham with Lincoln. We talked about that. Yes. The, it was a four-way split. Four parties. I don't were like where this once. is going. Um, I don't trust polls, firstly, because they can be used to manipulate public yeah. perception. I don't, and I, I hate to be the guy that constantly asks, but how many people were polled here? It's like a thousand people, and then they extrapolate it. A thousand, I think. And then they tell you that it, it right? stands for three hundred million, and it's like, no, it stands for a thousand. Well, they also didn't ask, "Would you vote for him?" They right. asked Tim what you said: the favorable versus unfavorable. I have a generally favorable view of RFK Jr. I like that he posts workout videos. I sometimes yeah. post a workout video. I'm okay with that. I think a lot of Republicans like him because he called out the Democrats for a lot of their crazy nonsense that everybody can see is insane and he was like yeah i don't agree with that or hey i don't know maybe you shouldn't be forced to have a vaccine that's why i think a lot of republicans have a favorable view but you're right the trump base i don't believe going anywhere but you i mean and you had people saying trump rfk jr 2024 i've heard that yeah and it's like okay well probably not but people like the anti-establishment and i think that shows you even though rfk jr has had anti-2a sentiments in the past the one of the biggest issues in the election in 2016 2020 now even the midterms is anti-establishment versus establishment if you're rfk jr and you say the machine is broken and i have these political views people will be like I care less about your policy positions and more about your uh, your your opposition to the corruption in in Congress and DC and the federal government. When, when there was he, there was an article released um, a, a couple of days ago highlighting uh, how Hillary Clinton was warning Joe Biden in a private meeting that a third party candidate would quote prove disastrous for him as a White House insider calls the situation pretty effing concerning. This is the reporting from the Daily Mail <laughs> that just happened a couple of days ago. So I, I I think you know it is interesting to to see RFK Jr. to see where he's going to be going alleged. He's going to be announcing on uh, October 9th in Pennsylvania, an independent run. That's the rumors that are circulating right now. I don't know if that's true or not, but there is a very big stark difference between RFK Jr. and Donald Trump, especially when it comes to COVID, their response to COVID, their response to uh, Operation Warp Speed. And we have to understand here, Donald Trump was advised by RFK Jr. and was going to launch an investigation into uh, these medical procedures that people uh, get injected with and uh, then uh, Donald Trump decided to take the advice of Bill Gates and not listen to RFK Jr. and not do that investigation. Now, a, a, a Trump RFK Jr. ticket, I think, would 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 uh, ease a lot of the concerns of a lot of anti-establishment people. What percentage do you think it's possible that there could be a Trump RFK Jr. presidency? Oh, yeah. I, I don't want to say super high percentage, <laughs> to yes. be honest with you. But it's funny because people ask me all the time, well, who's he considering as a running mate? Who, anybody on the debate stage? And the truth is he's kept this one pretty close to the vest, yeah. I will say. Um, and so I don't know yeah. who he who he's considering. And it, I don't yeah. know but, if it but, would be RFK Jr. But Probably are there so. considerations? I'm sure there are. Yeah, absolutely. I he's mean, considering it, things, multiple things at all times. If, if you're thinking about a ticket that says screw you establishment, I think it is a Trump RFK Jr. Ticket, I can see that. And I think it would ease a lot of the fears about a new potential covid virus coming back under his presidency. If RFK Jr. was there saying, hey, I'm here as vice president. I here will stand up for the people and for people's uh, I, own um, indip- individual rights for their bodies to choose what they want to do with them. I, I agree, but I just think there's there's way too much political baggage for that to happen. 
This or a lot of a lot of people have entertained it. But I suppose the the bigger issue is I don't know who Trump could pick as a running mate. We, we, we've said a lot of people thought it would be DeSantis for a long time. And now that's completely that's not, not happening. happening. No. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, but he says he doesn't want to be VP, but he has to say yeah. that. But I don't even know if he would be the right pick. I think some people are saying Christy Nome. I have no idea. It can't be someone close to his views and his kind of overall messaging. It has to be someone polar opposite. There's a reason he picked Mike Pence, the neocon. Well, there's a, there's uh, a reason Biden yeah. uh, uh, was, was chosen for Obama. Why exactly. Obama chose Biden? Because they're completely different from each other. So uh, if if Trump has a choice right now between a rhino, between a Mike Pence kind of candidate for his vice presidency or a, a, a Democrat, maybe even a Tulsi Gabbard or a, or an RFK Jr., I think picking a, a Democrat will help him out more than picking a rhino neoconservative, which clearly, especially what happened today, a lot of people have disdain for. Yes. And I, I saw a Twitter poll from, I can't remember who it was, but it was like 10,000 or so votes. And I was surprised to see uh, Tulsi Gabbard got more votes. It's not a scientific poll. I'm just talking about Twitter. Than, uh, than Vivek, than uh, RFK Jr. People thought Tulsi Gabbard would be a good pick. Yeah, I like great. Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. She's yeah. military. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah she, and she's positioning herself in a very curious way, doing media appearances, speaking tours in a way where she's kind of running, but not running. I got to be honest. Like, you know, when I think about Gnome, I think about RFK Jr., Vivek, I'm, I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know. I don't think it's, I don't think Tulsi Gabbard has, uh, in my mind, a substantially higher percentage, but it does seem to make more sense. He's going to get a lot of moderate, old school and post-liberal types who are going to be like, with Gabbard there, I, 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 I'm, I'm willing to support this. Yeah, there still is a kind of Bernie bro sentiment within the Democratic Party of, of not liking the establishment. There still is the kind of Jimmy Doors out there, the Russell Brands out there that do, Glenn Greenwald, that do represent kind of a leftist kind of anti-establishment ideology that, that could galvanize a lot of votes. And I think Look, would be more popular than a neocon. Joe Rogan said now twice on his show, he would vote for Trump over Joe Biden. Joe Biden is not there. He hasn't gone as far as say, I'm going to vote for Trump. He's like, um, if it was Trump, Biden, I'd vote for Trump over Biden. I think if you had a Trump Gabbard ticket, and again, this is, we're just, we're just spitting in the wind here. I mean, it's all just silly nonsense. It's probably meaningless in the big picture, but just thinking about it now, I think he's, he's Joe's friends with Tul Tulsi. I think you had a Trump Gabbard ticket. Joe's going to be like, I'm voting for Trump Tulsi. I'm Trump Gabbard. Tulsi's my friend. I, I trust her. Yeah, you need I, I someone. Think that's big. Yeah, you need someone that's going to galvanize more people outside of his base that are going to vote for him as the VP ticket. So, but I don't even want to yeah, entertain that, yeah. right? Because it's just like it's a silly conversation. I uh, mean, six months from now, he's going to pick someone. You're like, oh, but it could be that you're just offering ideas that eventually get around to Don. And then that's he, true. No, I hope that there is someone here who who knows him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, just yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part crazier things have happened. Gabbard. He's like, that's a good idea. Because the baggage <laughs> about I, I RFK. Like your, I like your impression. I, I, I think it was like two days after he announced. He was running the it's an anti-vax really big on a news article about him and they hadn't said that about rfk before that and it was yeah. right when he announced i was like i gotta call my mom get her before the brainwashing hits <laughs> because it, once people get brainwashed it's harder to unbrainwash them so when you know it's coming you tell your loved ones right away and then yeah. when they see it they're like oh he was right 
and they're ready. Well, that, and that's what the yeah. media is trying to do to you. They're like, we got it. We've got to poison the well in RFK Jr. before people can talk to their family about it. Exactly. And there was a coordinated attack against RFK Jr. Now he's he's in a very interesting position because he also made some very interesting statements about the border, which a lot of Democrats aren't really making right now. He did flip flop on the Second Amendment. He has been pretty solid on his bodily uh, autonomy uh, that he's been standing for almost his entire life. So he's positioning himself in a very in interesting way where he's not far left and he's not far right, but he is anti-establishment, well, here, here, which Trump is as well. Here's a question. I mean, we just got a super chat from Ginger McIsaac saying Larry Elder for VP. What do you guys think about that? He did really well in California. I he like Larry Elder. Yeah. I think he's a, he's a great guy. I don't know enough about him. To he's too say, similar to Trump. Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, that's the problem. But, but you have a lot of alpha energy there on both yeah. kind of. Yeah. It's a hard question. I it have to is. imagine uh, uh, Trump is Dude, the probably strategically. You also want to have someone that if they impeach you, you want to make sure that they're not going to be more favorable than you are. So you also want a horrible person like Mike Pence in there or well, Kamala Harris. <laughs> and, and that's why vice president or, or Joe that's Biden. Why, that's and that's why, why all the vice presidents are horrible. Dick Cheney. Look at all the vice presidents. They're horrible human beings. Every last one of them. It's Biden. perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the reason that Joe yeah. Biden hasn't been impeached yeah. yet. For, Nancy as far Pelosi, because everyone's like, "Oh my God!" Then it's Kamala Trump Harris. Pelosi. Trump Pelosi ticket. I'm calling it right there, now. You yeah. know what? I didn't want to. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it, but that's the ticket. There you go. It's confirmed. We got it. Oh my now, gosh! Now you are joking, but you're going to get some journalists who says speaking on a on a on a oh, podcast. Oh, hundred percent confirms Pelosi yeah, yeah. is the absolutely. I'm like we've reached out to Pelosi's office for comment. I think I hope they do. Tulsa's on the pulse. Tulsi, I like the Tulsi Trump concept because it, it, I started thinking of like a sun and moon metaphor when you were talking about that. They're so different, you know, and, I, and but complementary in a lot of ways. I said in like 2019, a, a, a similar absurd thing. I said, if Trump appointed Tulsi Gabbard as national security advisor and Andrew Yang as an economic advisor, 49 state landslide. And what I mean by that in that context specifically was like, I mean that figuratively, like it's going to be a blowout victory if he does something like that. I personally, for me, my my, my personal approval rating on a, on a Trump Gabbard ticket is very high. And I'm already planning on voting for Trump. You know what I mean? But I'm like, Tulsi's, Tulsi's military experience means mm -hmm. a lot to me. And she's she's moderate. You know, she she's called out the Democrats consistently, even going back to 2016. And I respect that she's got a spine. And she is a balancing force, in my opinion. She's younger. I think I think that 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 actually works a lot. But I, I'm I'm you know I'm still kind of like, look, I I don't know, man. I don't know what the I right. I think she would whip be. the military no into charge. She's awesome. She's a beast. well. They're going to need a lot of work after the past oh, couple of years. Yeah. God bless them. Sad stories, man. Yeah, uh, hearing about people who are retiring because of the wokeness and stuff is it's, it's terrible. A I mean, yeah. why would we want to focus on military readiness, though? It's better to focus on pronouns and things. So when when we're when when we see this this funding of Ukraine and the verge of World War Three, you've had over the past several months prominent politicians and political figures in Europe saying we're in World War Three already, and I'm not not talking about Russia. I'm talking about the EU. I think the Pope even said it. At this time, we need recruitment to be up we need inspiration we need advocacy but instead we get the inverse we get these ads that are super woke that are offensive to most people who are in the military and they don't want to join they're retiring and now we've got this re re recruitment shortfall 
I want to do a genetic engineering campaign to make super soldiers. So people will be like, yo, I'm going to get free genetic CRISPR technology and become stronger and faster. That, that's I will join. That, that's exactly but, what China is doing yeah, right no, now. No, 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 we need no, to hold compete on, hold on. and it will get, drive recruitment up. No, Ian, I'm sorry. You are incorrect. All those young kids that want superpowers. That's not dude. how it works. They do the gene- China's doing the genetic engineering in uh, pre-fertilization. It can be done on adults too. But it's nowhere near. The, the real super soldier program is, China's actually doing this. They're genetically engineering humans pre-born. Because when you're already a human, your DNA is already built a lot of your body. They can change you in certain ways, give you hormones and do CRISPR stuff. But the real project to make a super soldier is as you're, as you're being fertilized, as you're, they're creating a human, they're doing these weird things. Genetic wow. engine, yeah, yep. There's a book called The 100-Year Marathon. It's by Michael Pillsbury, and he documents exactly what the plan in China is. I mean, this just kind of feeds right into it. Basically, they uh, have 100 years that they expect to take over as a superpower of the world, and they go about it in a lot of different ways. A lot of it is very covert. A lot of it is playing the victim. Oh, we need help. Oh, we are not as powerful as the United States, when in fact, Apparently, they're doing this crazy genetic stuff and doing making super soldiers already. Yeah. Wow. Uh, let's be That's honest. Uh, America doesn't always have the best history when it comes to experimenting on, on U.S. soldiers as well and using them in horrible uh, experiments that usually end, end them up uh, dead or, Real quick, uh, or though, worse. Just a shout out to remember when Joe Biden was referring to the Tuskegee experiments and re- yes. called them the Tuskegee Airmen? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but continue. We, we could also do like a not like cyber tech super soldiers where you're like do you want to get like jump suits and yeah. like things that can let you lift like a thousand pounds and kids will be like hell yeah dude yes but if you go to right now we're seeing that seniors in high school males are skewing heavily conservative you go to an 18 year old male and say how would you like to have a super suit like iron man and they're like that'd be really cool all you got to do is join the military and they're going to be like that woke garbage no, yeah. not interested we would need to create mm-hmm. uh, videos that would propagate it like um you propagandize yeah or I, i'll just shorten it to propagize because i'm the propagandize. man um where it shows it in badassery all around like dudes yeah, like but, lifting stuff and throwing boulders and stuff and then, and then what's going to happen is seven-year-olds will be like Whoa. but these 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 young young males are going to be like that's so cool and they're going to go to their friends and be like dude you see that military video about those super suits and they're going to be like why would you want to join the military and then they're going to insert insult about wokeness, whatever whatever joke you want to make. And they're like, I don't want to join. I was just saying, I saw the commercial. That social pressure is going to be massive. The, it, my, my point is simply this. Sure, you may convince young people with super cool videos or whatever. But a lot of these young men, they're going to be like, why would you do that? They're like, what are you, a loser? It is to not, protect the country, it is really. Not, it's not. But it's not. In case of invasion. It's not. After Iraq what? and Afghanistan, after the botched pullout, after Syria, I don't think any sane person is, is thinking this. Libya. Not to mention, uh, uh, Libya was a disaster. And so you, you have young people who are going to go to their parents, Dad, I'm thinking about joining the military. Why? So you can go occupy some country for 20 years that does nothing for the American people? That's what people? my dad said to me after Vietnam. He was served in the Navy in Vietnam. He's like, if there's anything in your body that you want to do, anything that you want to do creatively... Do not join the military because it will destroy that part of you. Don't do it if you don't want to. Well, well you look at what they did with Agent Orange in, in Vietnam. Also, very uh, horrendous, horrible effects on the U.S. soldiers there. They also had things like the gay bomb. So what you think that they're doing in China, I think it's fair to say that the American military probably has already experimented on yeah. and done here inside of the United States. As, of course, Echo Health Alliance, Dr. Fauci have been playing around with uh, genetics and altering viruses and sicknesses ever since 2001 after the Patriot Act was 
was passed by the Republicans that allowed them to do this without even being punished or, or facing any yeah. repercussions for. And now, and now I, I got this. Keep it going. Hold on. It's spilling. Luke, it's spilling. Okay, now's you my went like this and then he spilled okay, it. Okay, Luke, you're making really great points, but instead of talking about EcoHealth Alliance, can we point out the men who stared at goats? Do you guys know that one? A little bit. When the U.S. government was experimenting with psychic powers, don't you want to join the military's psychic powers division? Oh my yeah. god! Because at I this point, that, yeah. it's not covert anymore. We know that they're developing psychic technology. Like we know that those things are real. So prop propaganda, like make that your military recruiting. There's strategy. also MK Ultra. There's also mind control. There's also a whole bunch of stuff and and a lot of really inhuman psychological and physical experiments that they've have been doing on a lot of human beings that are unsuspecting of a lot of these experiments that they're participating in. That they have been tested on without even their knowledge. There's an article here that's pretty interesting by the South China Morning Post that's reporting how a team of Chinese scientists are behind splicing animal genes into human genes in order to oh. lead to super soldiers who could survive nuclear fallout and be resistant to radiation. So this is something that's uh, already happening let's, in uh, let, China, let's and this, it's probably financed up. by the United States. We, uh, oh, here, here's, here's the article that uh, Luke just mentioned. Chinese team behind extreme animal gene experiments as it may lead to super soldiers who survive nuclear fallout. Modified human embryonic stem cells showed supernatural resistance against radiation, according to a paper by Academy of Military Sciences team in Beijing. Shanghai-based scientist says study may open can of worms, particularly when funding is involved. And they show a water bear there for some reason, a tardigrade. Now, the, the, uh, the funny thing, I just, you know, this is, this was, okay, Fallout video games. This is a component of the story that the writers created for that video game. Fallout is a, is a story where there's a nuclear war, wipes everybody out, tons of people move into vaults, and there's something called the forced evolutionary virus that attempts to make humans more resistant to radioactive fallout, so they give people the virus to alter their genes. Instead, they, be, they, they get sterilized and their brain capacity diminishes. I don't know about whatever this is all about, but it is funny to me when you see works of fiction in some f fashion be replicated by scientists. And I think it's because uh, people who are writing fiction are, are imagining what the future could be like with the technology we're developing. And these stories Well, I'll give persist. you some, some fictitious future. A bunch of these guys with radiation resistance get a hold of the nuclear weapons and light the world up so that they're the ones that are left. Now you're talking about Wrath of Khan. This, they actually Im embedded tardigrade DNA into human yeah. embryonic stem cells to gain radiation resistance. This yes. is amazing. Yes. Is that what it was, tardigrades? Yeah. Yes. I thought it was embryonic stem cells. They right. put it into embryonic stem cells, wow. the tardigrade wow. genes. And then they give it to soldiers. So and then they, now yeah. you're talking about Wrath of Khan, where in Star Trek, humans genetically engineered themselves to become better. And then the genetically engineered people said, we're superior to them. And so then the humans were like, we got to get rid of these super soldiers. They're really bad. Sent them in outer space, froze them, basically. I think I may be getting the story wrong, but that's generally the idea. Yeah. Military.com has another very interesting article that's titled, The Future U.S. Military Super Soldier May Be Closer Than We Think. So these projects, again, I, I was just speculating that they probably are in existence, and uh, they are. So um, what year? What is this? Uh, what's the date on this one? We have it right here. I don't see a date, though. Military.com's great. Yeah, there's no date on this. Though it may not look like the process that Steve Rogers went through, it may be coming within the next 30 years. That's it. And then there's a famous saying, whatever you think uh, the U.S. military has, it's usually 30 years behind for what it already has right now. Dudes are Dude, going to be able to breathe underwater, have, like yeah. not have to breathe. They'll be able to see super far at night. And, and, but, but why do this when we already have the robot dogs with guns 
and those Boston Dynamics robot people. Because robots can't secure street corners yes, and they, they can. can get shut down by EMPs. Robots, robots can, uh, perhaps, I wonder if they can do a Faraday shield over some of these robots. That probably would, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, they would be pre-programmed AI. I don't know how you control them uh, if, they're, if their uh, signals are, are shut down. But yes, they can occupy street corners. Yeah, maybe a street corner, but they can't a- a- occupy Aerial drones can't. But robots can occupy street corners. The, you guys you, have you, a very you, bright outlook for what <laughs> what's coming. First of all, you're giving a lot of credit. Uh, there's a movie that I'm thinking of, Idiocracy. Has anyone ever seen that? Yeah. Where you the military does an experiment <laughs> where this like average Joe gets frozen for like a thousand years or something. And when he wakes up, society has degraded in such a fashion that he is the smartest person on the planet. Society is in shambles. They don't know how to farm. They're running out of food. They have no water. It's a disaster. And their president was uh, a WWE wrestler. Yes, exactly. And Donald Trump is in the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> so there my and they're, and they're wearing Crocs <laughs> is that, before Crocs became popular. Is that true? Yes. Oh really? My God. Yes. Yes. Wow. You look at that movie and they were wearing Crocs. I'm terrified Crocs we're off. headed down a path more likely. It's that. not that we're headed no. to. We're here. Ballet. It's Welcome. happening now. Yes. But look, the plastics but look. and the water supply, the, yeah. the weird pharmaceuticals, yeah. the forever 14, chemicals, 12 year olds are getting put on the seed oils, the man but, boobs. But, 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 <laughs> but I, I got to hammer this point that that Democrats sterilize their kids, abort their kids. They and they so while they're actively and, and they and they actively argue against having kids. So while they're doing everything in their power not to have children, the right is having more kids and they're fighting a culture war over children's education. So my point here is if it were true that the left had unmitigated indoctrination of children, I'd say, OK, the right's in trouble. Your kids are going to get indoctrinated. But if there's a cultural battle over what's happening in these schools, and you combine the fact that Democrats are actively trying not to have kids, give it 20, 30 years, the country is back on track. And re- I hope so. Regarding poisoning of like, fat, you call them um, forever chemicals? P- yeah. P- PFAs. PFAs, poor floral alkyl stuff. They figured out how to get them out of, out of the soil. You, you hit it with lasers. You convert the soil into graphene. It removes the P- PFCs, the, the perfluoral alkyls, it, out of the graphene. Then you put the graphene back into the soil. It fertilizes the soil, and you've removed the forever chemical. Huh. This graphene is a big deal. Yeah, it's 21st century steel. It's a big deal. It's It'll Ian's be deal. the building ma- it's a big deal. Yeah. The material yeah. that I'm lets getting us that. lightweight build in space and on Earth. We can make clothing out of it. Um, I'm not wearing any right now. I, I wear, you Do you can, have some graphene clothes? Yeah, shirts. They're, wow. They're really cool in the heat, and, and they keep you warm in the... I'm sure they do. It's pure carbon. Both but it's just carbon. If we could come back to the point, I, I, I think a lot of this uh, genetic manipulation is essentially governments playing with godlike power and authority, especially when it comes to creating super soldier babies, which obviously has been happening for a very long time. Obviously, the Chinese government is doing it. But technology is, is really advancing at such a fast pace that it's going to outpace our ability to control it. And I think we have already reached a point where maybe even artificial artificial intelligence could already be in charge and we might not even know about terminator. it terminator exactly but yeah. but but it's not even a, a terminator like society it would be a lot slower and a, and a lot more of human beings acquiescing to it slowly and surely that would be a, a lot more beneficial for the system to kind of implement their total control on everyone and and you got to kind of ask yourself what are they going to be using radiation resistant super soldiers for mm-hmm. That, that's a question that I think we should be asking ourselves after looking at to these To go into articles. the fallout after the bomb drops, worst case scenario. Yeah. But to go where you're saying, have you guys noticed, this is anecdotally, 
that your uh, map programs are malfunctioning in the last couple of weeks. Like, have any of you guys had your, your like Google Maps or your Waze? That? I've just noticed twice in the last two weeks from two different drivers, them telling you to go right and then make a circle and then go back and then forth. Oh, and it's like, yo, this could be AI. This could be a hack. This could be a, oh, this is the long war. This is the way that China, this is the way that- Well, wait, first wait, of all, you want to confuse people. You're, you're, are, are, is anyone else reporting that these things are happening? I'm just wondering anecdotally if you guys have experienced it because it's happened to me two times recently. And, and, and it clicked like, this is what the Chinese would do to fight a long war. You confuse and disorient the population. And if AI is tracking, do they turn right when we tell them to turn right when they know it's not? Then, then they'll know like, okay, so it's easy to manipulate this one. Well, of you're, course you're, it is. You're right. Yeah. This is, but the, I'm not saying it's happening now, but you're, you're, the strategy you're, you're, you're saying is correct. What they would do is, they, uh, our enemies, whether it be China or Russia or whoever, would not disable GPS. They would not disable communications. GPS would be off by a degree. They would do things like that. Then we're less likely to notice and then all of a sudden, our cruise missiles or whatever, or hypersonics, are missing their targets. I asked people on Twitter today, and a lot of them said, yeah. It was just anecdotal. So I remember during uh, Occupy being on the ground covering these protests, you would hear this all the time. Even conservatives started saying it in you know, 2017, 2018, when they started going out more and being in large crowds, that, oh, the feds are jamming our cell phones. They're shutting our phones down so we can't communicate. And I'm like, no, dude, you, you don't understand. They're spying on you. They want your phones to work. In fact, they deploy mobile cell units to high protest to high trafficked areas and protests to make sure your phones don't go down because they're spying on your phone went down because there's too many people here and the cell towers can't handle it. People don't understand. They think our enemies would disable GPS. No, that's ridiculous. They would spy on our GPS to track everything we do. They want us using these things. Yeah. yeah, data is the new oil and uh, data harvesting and getting information on people. Also, getting their DNA is something that the Chinese government has been doing uh, in a very aggressive way. The FBI a couple years ago sent out a memo during COVID saying, hey, if you're taking a COVID test, uh, just make sure you're, you're disposing of the swab since there's been Chinese government and Chinese government connected corporations taking those swabs and then data harvesting DNA from the American people in order to, of course, not just game the big pharma system but more importantly also just get the genetic information of the american people which could potentially be used for genetic bioweapons as we know are also in progress and in the works by the u.s and pentagon just because i already know those people who are going to say luke's a conspiracy theorist here's the article from npr china wants your data and may already have it well what data are you referring to your DNA. That's right. As COVID cases begin to rise a year ago, Chinese company contacted several U.S. states and offered to set up testing labs. As a byproduct, the Chinese firm Beijing Genomics Institute would likely gain access to the DNA of those tested. You know, when I tell people that China's stealing your DNA, they go, okay, you're insane. So I don't say it that way. I say, do you see that NPR article, something about a Chinese company taking COVID tests to get the DNA out of it? And that still sounds insane. But don't worry. I just show them the article and say, I don't know, man. NPR is reporting it. I have a different approach. I say China is stealing your DNA. The U.S. government already has it and is weaponizing <laughs> it and probably using it against you as we speak so right should now. Should I not yeah. have done the 23 in May? No. That information also is being found to be sold on See? the black market. Everything you, if, if something is free, you are the product. So every little piece of information, their data mining, the NSA, the, the U.S. government is well, collecting them mine, in major so. servers. And it's it's not just, uh, you know, your DNA. It's also the keystrokes. It's also your heart rate. It's also your biometric data that's being collected without your permission. Uh, what are you pointing at? Point at your wrists. 
Both of your specific, but there's a specific strategy that you implement where you don't give your information off, and you're someone like, uh, you know, you're, you're someone like a Ligma uh, uh, Johnson, right? Instead of uh, uh, Luke Kurdowski, this yeah, but, company now bro, just has Ligma no, hold Johnson. Hold on, hold on. Let me pause right there. They don't care about Luke Kurdowski's vitals. They care about the anonymized data. When they say things like we don't we don't take your information or they say like we're going to collect your information for diagnostic reasons but we do not attach your identity to it it will be randomized and no one will know who you are what they do when they take your dna assuming they do they don't care your name they're mapping populations they're mapping characteristics and because so many people have taken it upon themselves even me i'm wearing a, a garmin watch which tracks health they all do it now i i actually i like the benefits i get from it but i recognize all of us are snowflakes in an avalanche. When they collect all this data, they can collectively see detrimental health uh, 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 circumstances. They can also formulate bioweapons using that data. And they can say when, uh, and the AI knows all of this. People need to understand the depth of AI calculations. They're gonna say, we tracked all of the, of the whoops and all the Garmin's and all the smartwatches in Florida when the, when the smog from Canada came in and we saw a collective 7% decrease in blood oxygenation and a 23% increase in heart rate, they are going to actually be able to map this stuff. They're going to see it was record. Temp the temperature was 80 degrees. They're going to be able to look at every, every place on the planet that was recorded 80 degrees. What were the heart rates of the average person? That kind of data can be weaponized in very terrifying ways. Especially with the Apple Watches, especially with tomorrow's 5G emergency test that's happening at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. Mm. Uh, someone in the comment section also said something pretty funny. Uh, someone said 23 and CCP. And, uh, I know. That's pretty funny. It's over for me. I, I don't I know, know what I, I did. Know. The, the bioweapons are coming. So They're made your, just for you, What's Lara. your ancestry? I got to know. Might as well get uh, something out of it. Oh, what, what's your guess? What do you um, think? Swedish. I am part Scandinavian. I, yes. I was going to say, I, 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 yeah, Swedish, but Scandinavian. That could be Norwegian, Danish. Well, I, they didn't get specific. It mm. was, it was right. It shows the region. Yeah, the yeah. region: uh, Eastern European, Scandinavian, and uh, apparently England, Scotland. Through your DNA data, you could also find out what kind of uh, diseases and sicknesses Correct. you're more prevalent to get, and what kind of drugs work uh, for you and don't work for you, uh, based off your genetics as well. We were talking about some of that very similar stuff with uh, some of the friends that we know that also work in the health industry that are trying to revolutionize it. But but, you know, there's things that are that are just double-edged swords. Some, These things some are two-way mirrors, man. Yeah. It's like the value of what you can learn through devices and tech like this. But then they're also learning it, they being whoever. But, you know, organizations are also learning your data. Well, and, and we're so reliant on it. It's, I mean, honestly, I think about when I was a kid and we didn't have all of this stuff. When you used a map and you had to go somewhere and pick up a phone instead of having it in your pocket. It was just... We're, we're so, so reliant on these. And if your phone dies for like an hour, you're like in a panic. It is, it's terrifying to think of. Yeah. Remember not knowing? Yes. Kids, kids today don't. They don't. Yeah, that's crazy. They it's, never will. It's it took so long right. to go to You'd the bank. You'd ask your friend like, you know, who is that rapper who sang uh, Gangster's Paradise? But don't know. Do you know oh, how well. long it took me to figure out songs when I would like recite yep. them for people and be like, do you, now we Try have to tape just... them off the radio. Yeah. I'd be like waiting to Now you can, you can pull up the Google app 
and you can sing to it and it will tell you the song. Of course, yeah. So Even if the lyrics are wrong. I would wait weeks Or to you could just hold your cell phone up and find out exactly what song it is. No, but I'm saying yeah. if you get a song stuck in your head and you're like, what is that song? Yep. You can just go do, 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 and then it'll pop up and yep. tell you what it is. So, so crazy. So people are correcting me in the chat. It's not 2.30 p.m. It's 2.20 p.m. And there's a very interesting article from The Verge that's talking about how 23andMe already sold your rights to a drug development company that's working on a genetic database in order to, of course, provide you uh, drugs in the future that yeah, well, you I don't take need. a lot of drugs, so, so what's this, big pharma drugs. What's this uh, test yeah. that you're talking about, this 5G test tomorrow? So they're doing a, an emergency alert uh, test with FEMA with uh, all cell phones and communication devices using, uh, I believe, 5G. And then this has spurred a lot of people to bring out different theories of what's really happening here. I think it's, it's you know, a, it's a, a test. test. But uh, yeah, I don't, don't want to be a part of it. Probably. I don't want to participate in, in this kind off. of test. I, I will. And all the other yeah, devices. But, but and Luke, both of you, your watches. All of them. You can't take your, your battery out anymore. Yep, you can't. You used to. So oh, I remember yeah. during Occupy Wall Street, after the big protests and, you know, I got featured in, in magazine stuff, I could not turn my phones off. So I had an iPhone and an Android. I used the Android as, as my actual phone. And the iPhone was at a better camera and streamed to higher quality iPhone's battery could not be removed. Android could. Both phones could not be turned off. If I turned them off, they would instantly turn back on. So I took the battery out of the Android, but the iPhone wow. would instantly turn back on no matter what I did. I held on the uh, the Android 5 for so long because you could still take the battery out. I just waited till the 9, and I couldn't take it anywhere. It was so slow. It became obsolete. I, I, I'm reliant on the thing. You're talking about reliance on this tech. I don't know if this is real, but this guy... His name is Martin Peltier. He's a uh, Canadian dude. M. Peltier, uh, CIO on Twitter. He's got his. He's got these pictures of screenshots of his Instagram, and it says people in Canada can't see this content. In response to Canadian government legislation, news content can't be viewed in Canada. I can't tell if it's real. It's Breitbart, it CNN. Yeah, that's real. So there, people are becoming reliant on this tech, and then a government goes and like wow. cuts your artery to it. And like, how do you how They're, do you survive the, the, if they the do UK, that to you? The UK is next. I, this is just Instagram, but like they're, if it's your bank, if it's your, they're your, talking your direction about, apps. Like there was that article saying they want to ban Rumble in the UK over Russell Brand. Your phone, if yep. you just all of a sudden don't have technology, like don't have communication technology. Like that's, yep. it's, look, it's look, a human look. rights violation. There's, all, there's already stores where you walk in and they say credit only, card yeah. only, no cash. And, you know, we're talking about Neuralink and uh, the metaverse and stuff like that. And there's every, all these conservatives like, I'll never do it. I won't do it. And I'm like, yeah, you will. I mean, you, no, no, maybe you won't, but I'm saying society will. Why? Because you're going to walk in a Taco Bell and you're going to go up to the kiosk. There's no human beings. And you're going to be like, you know, cheesy gordita crunch, cheesy gordita crunch, cheesy gordita crunch, extra, extra sauce and pay. And then it's going to say neural pay. And you're going to be like, uh, where do I put my card? Where do I tap my card? And it's going to be like, we no longer accept cards. Neural pay only. And you're going to be like, I It'll be like, focus third eye here, and it'll show yep. the, like the red glow, and you'll be like... What, what they're implementing, they already tested and uh, are using currently in China right now, especially with their social credit score, where people have their face scanned, and if they have the wrong political thoughts and ideas, they can't buy groceries. They can't travel on high-speed train. They can't get high-speed internet. They can't, of course, get their kids into the proper schools, and that, of course, keeps a society in line and obeying 
governments and not questioning them as of course many journalists many activists have been hit with a poor social credit score and in america we already have a very similar system that's not really talked about it's a corporate social credit score as of course a lot of your data is being harvested a lot of your data is being sold and your thoughts and expressions are also being judged very heavily uh and you just don't know about it yet and it hasn't been fully implemented but the databases the systems in order to fully roll this out are there and I think they're just going to slowly and surely get us used to these ideas and then implement it all for our safety and our well-being. And in reality, it's it's something that is draconian, technocratic and meant to destroy human civilization. Jeez. Yeah, I, I'm tired of the. I'm doing this for your own good. Like, that's obviously that's when someone says that to you in a movie or that, you know, that the character's lying if they say that to someone in a movie. So like that, that people are trying to do this, like you want to cut down my, my access to carbon from for my own good. Have you guys seen the new Disney movie? Which I one is It was like Wish or something. I forgot what it's called, where it's the king. No. Has magic powers and can grant wishes. But he only grants certain wishes that he thinks will, will help the country. And then this young girl discovers like the ability, like she gets a, the ability to grant wishes. And then she's like, we've got to grant everyone's wish. And the king's like, someone's coming for my power. And it's just like quite, it, it's so obviously an attack on capitalist meritocracy. You can't just grant everyone's wishes, but the communists are like, yes, we can. Yeah, they it really it, can. Wow. They, they play on your desire to free the slaves. That's what that sounds like is a movie about freeing the slaves. Give everyone the, the road to perdition. But like, is that the right word, perdition? But in reality, giving everyone ultimate control is not like we're not we're we're slaves to reality. We can't if we all had fusion packs, one of those monkeys is going to drop it on the ground and blow everything up. So we got to be maybe not fusion fission packs if we all had fission packs. So we got to. You got to limit people. I, I, this is a long conversation. All right, we're going to go to Super Chats. <laughs> if you haven't already, smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show if you really do like it. And head over to TimCast.com. Click Join Us. Join our Discord server where you can hang out with like-minded people. They're, building, uh, they're working on music. They're working on games. There's an after show. There's a pre-show. There's an after-after show. And as a member, you'll get access to our members-only Uncensored show, which will be up in about 28 minutes. But for now, we will read your Super Chats. We got NoahSanders.Q saying, First... Tim, will elite and VIP members have preferred seating at the live show in Miami? I'm working on that. Ideally, yes. Uh, that's I, I think for elite members, especially, yes. But again, I'm not organizing the event. Our company is, and there's like people who are in charge of it, and there's a lot of like paperwork and stuff. So let me let me sort that out, and we'll get back to uh, guys in the Discord. All right, Fix Bayonets says Gates should nominate Mark Levin. Okay. All right. Well, Donald Trump's in the running. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, Marjorie Taylor Greene's words were hold the line BS. Let's just stand here so they can beat us back. Gates, on the other hand, is forwarding the line. He made the aggressive bet to see if they got the balls and he won. Seriously. Really, uh, I, I think he's doing a, a great job, man. Let's uh, let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. Big 7588 says police already abuse the 5150 hold. Do not use it for drug addiction. Well, what's the alternative? Right. What, do, what are we supposed to do about the violent drug addicts in San Francisco and in, you know, all throughout California that we're seeing in New York? If someone is mentally unstable, what do we do? Just lock them up? That's a tough question. I don't I mean, I don't have a great answer. But we I, have to do something. You can't just I mean, look at what look at the result right now. Take a look around. Does it seem like things are great? They we used to have mental institutions. Yeah. Now we just have people open air drug markets. Drug abuse. Philly has that. Uh, I forgot what they're calling it. Where it's just like you see this open air drug market of people zombing around. 
you've got Skid Row, you've got San Francisco mm-hmm. now. It's it's everywhere. I don't. I, I think you have to get people off the streets if they're on drugs and incapable of taking care of themselves. I don't know what the answer is. Probably. But that not. was the argument I was making earlier. That's why he's saying no to fifty one fifties. I I assume that they tried the jail thing before and it it was just too inhumane. So they they were like, we need better condition jails institutions. And then they were like, well, that's not even humane. Yeah. But then like, Vivek's big on this. He's saying we need to reopen institutions, and the, but we need to make them actually good and, and clean and like give them access to technology, like webcams so they can talk to their families and stuff while they're there. All right, here's one for uh, Lara. T-Rex Pet Shop asks, why did Donald Trump defend McCarthy and the establishment? That's one thing we criticize him for. Why doesn't he listen to us? Also, he's asking, do you have pets? We are an anti-woke alternative to Woke, Chewy, PetSmart, and Petco from T-Rex Pet Shop. Oh, well, I love that. I have three dogs. Uh, I have a beagle, a hound mix, and a miniature Yorkie. Um, so, yeah, we'll check that out. Thank you. Why did he defend McCarthy? Well, I think if you look back, McCarthy has been actually an ally of my father-in-law's while he was in the White House. I don't know today what he has said about it. It sounds like he actually said that he thought what happened was rather positive and Gave kudos to Matt Gates, so I don't know. I would have to check with him on exactly where he stands on that right now. Yeah, I think uh, he said something. So, I, I'm not sure. I didn't see the video, but someone said that recently Trump said, I've got nothing bad to say about him. He's always been nice to me or something to that effect. And it's like, oh, whatever. Yeah, it's like always got to divide criticizing the man himself. And he seems like a pretty cool guy with his, his actions in the role. He also yeah. truth today that the Republicans shouldn't be fighting each other, but they should be fighting the radical left. Well, we got this one from Load 200 saying Matt Gates doesn't have the balls to run for Speaker of the House. Matt Gates just gave de- the Democrat gave Democratic Party a win. Thanks for uh, thanks no for nothing, Gates. I think Matt, thanks for nothing, Gates. Uh, I think Gates did the, the right thing. But I, there are a lot of people that share that sentiment. That was the no votes. So Kevin McCarthy is doing deals with Democrats in defiance of what the Republican Party actually was negotiating on. Then you you don't have the, the Republicans don't have you, a majority. I think you Matt, have a Democrat. He had to do the machine. He he had to become the machine for a moment. I don't think he's like happy in any way about who this. did McCarthy. Matt, no Gates, Matt Gates. That's not what do you mean. He, he's the doing he's doing what needs to be done mechanically for the situation. He knows that it's like Speaker does not comply. Speaker must go. And everyone else is like, hey, it's not a video game. It's not a math problem. There's more to it. And he's like, Speaker did not comply. Speaker must go. And it's like in some right, ways he's you, making you the need, hard decisions. Yeah. Yep. And and there's value to that. There's value to people that are able to do that, to set aside their desires and to make the those hard decisions. Rivian Creek says Tulsi for speaker. She's an independent now. Yeah, maybe. I think considering nobody wants it, a Democrat's not going to get it. Republicans might have to find an outside speaker. Like I know the Donald Trump thing is funny, <laughs> but they, he's running for president, so I don't think he would do it. They might need to find someone, former member of Congress, who would who It's would not a bad idea. Um, I yeah. like Dr. No better, uh, Ron Paul. I think he would be the perfect candidate for this. Just bring Ron yeah. back. He always voted no on everything. <laughs> All right. Brap Zach says, Tim, I'm a vet and would lose $2,000 a month. It would be tough, but worth it. Let's go, Matt Gates. Wow. That's... I, right on, man. I hear you. I know not everybody uh, in, your, in a similar position could agree with that. You know, people who need those benefits. Mm-hmm. That's why it's tough. Yeah, like what percentage of your net income or net wealth is 2000 Because sometimes if it's only a drop in the bucket for you, it's understandable. If it's 95% of your income, then that could be a different story. But I, I'm with you, man. All right, we'll grab some more Super Chats. What do we got? Saddle effing Tramp says, McCarthy is facing the consequences of his actions as Speaker. He thought once he was in business as usual, Matt Gates held him accountable for once. I appreciate it, man. 
And then uh, Mr. Buzzkill says, I nominate Ron Paul as sacrifice. There you go. As tribute. <laughs> <laughs> as tri yeah. What do we got? Violet Gray says, stop saying vet pay is effective. It isn't. I am not talking literally about right now. I'm saying one of the things Matt Gates brought up was that this is, I mean, and, and Kevin McCarthy said this as well, payment for the troops and veterans benefits. So Matt said one of the first things they did when it was all going down was making sure they had a single subject spending bill for veteran benefits. Terrence Max says Vivek Ramaswamy for House Speaker. Every, everybody who's in politics right now, especially those running for president, are not going to take a position like this. No. Do you need to be nonpartisan? Like, is that the, are they supposed to be nonpartisan? Who, who are people suggesting, like Justin Amash or something? And I'm like, ugh. he'll get removed in two seconds again. I don't think you need Maybe. to be nonpartisan. I think they've all been. I mean, it's, you know, no. I don't think Nancy Pelosi's nonpartisan. No, they I have, they haven't been nonpartisan. Yeah, I'm I know. wondering if they if we got one if that would if they like literally didn't take sides. They just kind of spoke the will of the Congress. Isn't that impossible these days? Yeah. It, it's definitely idealistic. Sir thinks a lot says Ukraine has every right to self-defense. We have every interest in stopping hostile foreign powers. We aren't sending Ukraine cash, we're sending equipment. Equipment that we could use in our own country. And we could be using our resources, whatever they may be, equipment or otherwise, to, I don't know, secure our southern border and worry about what Americans are worrying about. How about this? Ukraine certainly has a right to self-defense. Good luck, Ukraine. I wish you the best. How about we take those resources and, I don't know, like fix our roads, our bridges. How about, right, right now in West Virginia, they shut down 340 for rock slide abatement, and it's causing a major crisis. I, I, for like the locals, right? It's not like, like a national crisis. But now the, the roads around this highway are being torn up and destroyed. Why don't we invest back in our infrastructure, which is in serious trouble? Yeah, bitumen. You can. And good luck to Ukraine, man. I wish you the best. I, it's, I, it's, it's unfortunate, you know? There I, are, don't, I don't see what the argument is here. There are a lot, uh, uh, this is a little bit tangential, a lot of good technologies to make better roads, but I think the planned obsolescence is profitable for the, the machine that builds them, so they just keep using asphalt. I can't tell, but you could like put graphene i mean all right I'm uh, here, we go. here we go again yeah. let's take wait a, the after take a show. shot it's getting hot <laughs> wow scott braconier says but tim still won't speak about defending israel they get 880 billion dollars a year let's have a real chat tim i am particularly annoyed by the people who are obsessed with israel for some reason which is one of the issues but uh we'll talk about that all the time we've done full segments talking about the various spending that the u.s has given overseas and we've talked about wasteful spending in the middle east and vivek ramaswamy was roasted for talking about how he wanted to get israel to the point where they could defend themselves what's the point my issue often with people who talk about israel is like they do these non sequiturs to force you to talk about israel and it's so annoying they'll like i'll keep it vague but in the past, there'd be people like in a chat room and they'd say something like, hey, did you guys try this new pizza restaurant that opened in Brooklyn? And this is actually I'm talking about I'm being I'm being vague, but this is a directly related to uh, to the work that I'm doing. And then someone would be like, yeah, it was really good. You know, I've, I've had pizza all over the world. Really? Where at Israel? You know, the thing about Israel is and then I'm just like, you know what, dude, there are people who are so desperate and obsessed with just Israel. And I'm like, I get it, man. But the bigger issue I'm talking about is all foreign policy and all foreign spending. I'm not focused on one country. We're talking about Ukraine because Ukraine is the thing they're voting on and funding right now. But yes, I agree. I think we should reassess a lot of a, a lot of this. That being said, when Donald Trump was in office, we had the Abraham Accords, historic peace agreements. You actually had commerce from the Emir was it uh, uh, Saudi Arabia, the Emirates into mm -hmm. Israel. Yeah, amazing. Wow. I know. Thanks, so, Donald Trump. Yeah, seriously. So why, why don't we 
That seems like a solution to the problems. If no one's fighting, then maybe we don't need to waste money anymore. And then all these leftists were like, yeah, Trump just bribed them. I'm like, well, look at that. Offer money and say the economic incentives for you to stop fighting are tremendous. If you guys are not in conflict, you're going to be super rich. And then fighting stops. I'll take it. Yeah, for, no for, new wars under Donald Trump. Yeah. I'll say that. For me, just stop all foreign funding. Like, why are we giving other people money? Uh, we have a lot of problems at home. Give it back to the American people. It's That's to simple. ensure that they spend it so they keep using the petrodollar. Yep. That's why they gave the gender studies money in Pakistan. At least that's one reason. It's a big reason. They, they give our money out so that people are like, I got money, I can use it. And then they spend it. It's to build confidence in the petrodollar to, to, to challenge bricks and all that stuff. Like, what a stupid idea. Dilute the savings of the American people. And the argument is, yeah, but then our, our, our economy, which produces nothing, is propped up based on the fact that other people use our money. And it's just like, how about we bring manufacturing back and we do some work? Secure our borders, bring back jobs. I'm sure people would rather in West Virginia make cars instead of sitting around gambling and, and doing opioids. Dude, we're going to build a space elevator on the moon. You're, you're saying. Out of graphite? Yeah, graphene. Graphene, sorry. Graphene's when it becomes graphene. a hexagonal lattice. It looks like oh a honeycomb. Yeah, it's awesome. I'll show you a picture of it later. Great. Or maybe we can pull one up. I don't think Tim will. Mega Glaive says politicians who vote for bills they don't have time to read should be impeached for violating their oath to office. They have a duty to verify that the bill is constitutional and they cannot do this if they don't know what is in it. What, what is in it. I completely agree. But that's not the world that we live in right now. Matt Gates was talking about that today, saying we need to read the bills. We need to understand what we're passing. They don't. They just literally put their stamp on approval. Well, we had, when Marjorie Taylor Greene was on the show, she talks about how there's like eight Republicans and eight Democrats and some guy she doesn't she she comes into Congress and she sees like eight Democrats, eight Republicans and some guy in the speaker's position. She doesn't know who it is. And he's just like, here's a bill. Yeah. OK, it's passed. Here's yeah, another like, bill. Oh, eh, no, oh, and it's not. Let's have it for the yeas. And they're like, yeah, nays. Yeah. And then they just do it by sound. And they just go, sure, it's How passed. How do they? The yeah. No, is they have a voting system. No, 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 no. Marjorie really? said the majority of bills, it is only eight of each from the party. No Got one's it. there. They're all on fundraising phone calls. Wow. And someone who is not the speaker it is reading off the bills and they just go, whatever. And then what she started doing with the Freedom Caucus was as soon as they would go, here's a bill, nah, floor vote. And they'd have to call every member of Congress back in to actually vote on it. Yeah. And she was describing how everyone was really mad at her because they had yep. to actually go on the House floor and, and actually why, vote. And that's why, that's why they removed her committee positions and assignments because they're like, we don't want to do work. Wow. Yep. Nice. I'd Congress like to see it a, a, a felony that they should under oath testify that they read the bills before you even have an, a right to vote on it. And then a felony if they violate. So how oath. do we change it, though? You know, like, what's the what's the plan? We could do a I convention think, of states, but that can get that can become dangerous because other people could do it um, and change the Constitution without Congress's authority. Well, Otherwise, it, we could try and get them to do it to themselves. A convention of states will still require voting on proposed amendments. And the risk is the states may agree to amend the Constitution, but you don't know how the states will actually vote to amend the Constitution. It could, because that's, that's where things get more specific. There's fears that they could take away the right to keep and bear arms or something like that. I, I'm not concerned about that. If Republican states have the majority and call a convention of states, which they're relatively close and might happen, I'm confident that the amendments would probably be okay. They can add to the Second Amendment. Or how about, uh, what are we on, 27? Would this be the 28th? I don't know. We can add an amendment being like, just to reiterate, when we said you have a right to keep and bear arms, we mean all, at any point, any accessory, any amount of ammunition. The Founding Fathers had private warships, so uh, we're good. They can do something like that. Or, I mean, okay. honestly, how would y'all feel if they amended the Constitution to say the right to keep and bear arms 
is universal except in the instance of you know, uh, biological and nuclear weapons. That's, be- that's fair. Let's not have those. I want my nuclear weapons. <laughs> that's an interesting question because uh, private companies are the ones that make them. Exactly. And so, when you know, I've had this argument about people have a, a right. To, I said people have a right to keep and bear biological and nuclear weapons. And I got all these progressives screaming and like, Tim's nuts. He's insane. And I'm like, who do you think makes them? Do you think that like a government agency makes these weapons? They don't. It is the military industrial complex like, you know, Lockheed Martin and, and Raytheon. These companies are making nuclear weapons for the government, which means they're privately owned. That's always how it's been. Yep. And selling the technology to other countries as well. Yeah, you got to love it, don't mm-hmm. you? Dick Dickerson says malice for speaker. Yes, obviously, but come on. I don't think he would take it. And no one's going to nominate him. Although that would be absolutely fantastic. I think the longer we go without a speaker, the more chance of a radical populist to get put in from outside the system, like Oprah or I, you know, whoever. But someone famous that'll just be like Brad Pitt. He walks in and everyone's like, ah, I just if it gets to a point where people become desperate to get a house speakers. The life of die says gag orders are anti first amendment. People are allowed to say whatever they want. Don't like it. Change the constitution. That is interesting. Uh, I've been involved in lawsuits before. I assume you probably have most people to a certain degree, depending on the business you're in, but gag orders are fairly common and I'm not, I'm not super opposed to it. The challenge I find is that when depending on the court you're in, you may end up with a judge being like, okay, both parties, there's a gag order. You can't disparage each other. One party will do it, and the judge will do nothing about it. So often what we see is, hey, don't you do this thing. Your opposition does it. And then you're like, hey, they're doing it. And they're like, yes, yeah, it's, it's whatever. Who cares? And I'm like, so should I do it? No, don't you dare. And I'm like, so break the rules or what? That's the problem I have with it. The judge has cameras in the courtroom. The judge is like, I'm going to do whatever I want. He's going to laugh and smile for the camera and say, Trump better not talk about it. He better not criticize my staff for their political biases. Somebody, uh, it's, it might have been Mark Twain quote, said that it's better to just break, just to do the, I don't want to get this quote wrong, but it's better to like apologize for breaking the rule than to ask if you can break the rule. It's, be better, no. it's better to apologize. Ask for forgiveness than permission. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I despise that. Me too. I don't like that, that, just that sociological pattern, what that could create. I don't yeah. like that. No, I, I definitely do not agree with that. Uh, I understand the advantages to doing something and then being like whoopsie daisy after the fact. But uh, when you're running a company and you have a lot of people who have that ethos of I'll just do it and ask for forgiveness later. That I'm doesn't like, work very well. Nope. No. Hey, there's like a reason why we said not to do this thing. You went and did it. And now the house is on fire. It's like, so, uh, yeah. You're, well, then you, you could not forgive them. You could choose not to forgive them. You know, well, right. I mean. I think part of the problem these days, every everybody so these kids, honestly, the, the upcoming generations, I'm really terrified about. They're so soft. There's no punishment. That I mean, the the way that kids are raised today is so so different than the way I was raised. I mean, it is. I'm really wondering if anyone will have any work ethic at all. They'll have any sort of direction as to what they want to do in life. Everybody's just like a free for all of just coddling and it's it's honestly scary so i agree maybe maybe you ask for forgiveness and you don't get it so yeah i think the the issue is there are some circumstances where you don't need to ask for permission and there are some circumstances where you do and if too many people have this idea that i'm not going to ask for permission to do a thing that negatively that could potentially negatively impact people it's like well now you're creating serious risks for others but if it's an issue of like a benign victimless thing of 
I don't know if this road is open or not. I'm just going to go down it. And we'll see what happens. Like, okay, well, we're, the guy, don't do it again. Yeah, but if it's like, I'm just going to drink the milk. I don't know whose it is. Don't do that. Well, I, had exactly. to, I grew up with a brother that did that. It's so annoying. <laughs> this, this ethos is like, you open the fridge at work and you, you see a delicious ham sandwich that says like, you know, JF on it. You're like, don't know what that means, but I'll just ask JF for forgiveness after I eat his lunch. And, it's, and then the guy walks in and it's John Fetterman and he's like, yo, you ate my, uh, what? And then you're like, well, he can't even articulate his anger anyway, so now I don't go to apologize. What do you think about um, mass pardons as a political tactic? Oh, well, in, I mean, for... All, all, everyone, Hillary, Joe, Hunter, Donald, everyone in prison for J6. Mm. Uh, we could even go deep, deep, uh, deep. Something that would benefit both sides or all sides. Well, I mean, I think that my father-in-law has said that he probably would do take care of the January 6th folks. I mean, he's going to do something to rectify the uh, abuses that these people have suffered. It's really insane. But Ian's but, talking about pardoning Hunter Biden. Well, I mean, that's a tactic to consider for sure, because then you just level it all and you just say enough with this. Can we just focus on actually what people care about, which is getting this country back in order? I can understand. Nice. I can understand the point Ian's making. I'm, I'm not for it, but I can understand the idea being you go to them and say, stop fighting us. We are taking over. Trump will be president. We're not going to imprison you. And now the conflict is done. And the idea is right now they're leveling everything they have at Trump and Trump supporters in panic and desperation. Mm -hmm. And if Trump went and said, you guys leave right now, no more, no more, no more attacks on us. And when I'm president, we won't lock you up for the rest of your lives. You'll get to be rich and be comfortable. But we're done. We're in charge now. They might actually back down. I don't think they will is the issue. The problem, too, is, you know, when you look at what is is pretty obviously going on with the Bidens, it's really a national security issue at a certain point. I mean, how do you know that the decisions Joe Biden is making in the White House and we know that that is, I mean, we're being very kind by saying he's making decisions in the White House, he can barely string a sentence together, are based on what he thinks is best for the country and not what's best for the Biden pockets. You know what I mean? And so I think if what is being implied has happened with Joe and Hunter Biden, I mean, really selling this country out, that is a really awful place to find ourselves in the United States. And man, we never want to go back there. So we better take care of that problem. And I don't know if you want to just let that one sail off into the sunset unchecked. That doesn't feel right to me. Right. I, I think we are a nation of laws. Yeah. And for too long, there's been no accountability. And what they're doing, the more they do it, just me, like shows like we need to weed out the corruption through a legal process. There needs to be legitimate investigations, indictments, and I would love it, but them. it's like we investigated ourselves. We found we did nothing that's wrong. Not, that's not it. Donald Trump getting in office is not investigating ourselves. It's but him it's, saying, look at what you were doing when you were in power and investigating. Look, look at the Steele dossier. I was going to say, what about the FBI? What about the CIA? What about the DOJ itself? Like, if we just kind of say, we're going to just call it even here, we got to get to the heart of this. I mean, this stuff right. is so corrupt. It is so rotten at the core to know that the CIA and the FBI have now meddled in two presidential elections. We know that we can't just kind of turn around and be like, eh, let's call it even. I, I feel like I know. So, yeah. so my answer is no. I, I think of it as like a, a hostage negotiation kind of at this point, because I'm tired of seeing everybody. Yeah, it's just so exhausting. And it is as five trillion has been printed and it's still Really? It's still Joe Biden versus Donald Trump? I'm getting tired of that, you guys. Like, we got to solve this if we're going to survive. We got Raybert G. Stanbert Jr. saying, I swear one day graphene will be a common material used 
all around the world, and Ian will be the old man screaming, you all called me crazy, <laughs> waving his fist at the young people on their graphene hoverboards. Ian, how much did you pay him to write that? I wrote that. I, that's I know. my super chat. No, I'm just kidding. Um, what'll happen is I'll tell everyone I told you so once, but then you got to be humble and not be like, I'm the one that told hey, everyone no, to do guys, it. Listen, you got to be listen. humble. Ian's going to have a gigantic 10-story tall vault where he will climb to the top and it'll be full of gold coins and he will dive into it and swim around because he's invested in graphene stock. I want it to be I, free I be, for people. I'll be honest. When Ian started screaming about graphene, I bought stock in a company that manufactures graphene graphene products, and it's one of the only stocks that I have that's continually performed positively. Oh, it's twenty twenty nine. Investigate this peak. when I leave here. I'm like, I don't know anything about it. All I know is I googled company that makes graphene, and it's like, here's the company, and then I'm like. I'm up. They Everything said, else um, is bad. 20, wow. we were, I was in Chile in 2018 working on starting a graphene company with this Chinese, this Chilean billionaire. And all he wanted was, how much money are you going to make? And I'm like, that's not why I'm doing this, dude. And then w w in our research, we saw in 2029, you're going to start to see peak graphene um, inflection, which is where society now starts to use it like normal. So we still got a few more years to start investing. And I'm not giving investment advice. You've been in on this for a while, I see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Brian B says, I can't believe I agree with Ian. We currently have reps representing all three rural, suburbs, and city in their district. A republic can't protect the minority when rep survival depends on ignoring the minority for the majority. Yeah, well, I don't know if more members of Congress makes it easier. Probably makes it more difficult. Yeah. But I don't know what you do. I mean, it's honestly. It makes it slower. I don't know if that's worse. We got a big super chat from Seth Weathers. He says, the world may be on fire, but you can still get conservative dad's revenge. The Trump mugshot limited edition beer can. See in Miami. Shout out to Seth Weathers. Uh, did you hear about that? He sold, what was he, what is he about to hit? Like $2 million. He launched a beer company called Ultra uh, Conservative Dad's Ultra Right Beer because of Bud Light. Wow. And then they launched a limited edition Trump mugshot can. <laughs> and he sold like half a million dollars in half a day. Wow. Yeah. Love that. Yep. That's the beauty of America right there. Yeah, we we made a we made a graphic of Trump's mugshot, but like the Obama Hope poster, mm, yeah. and then we just told everybody they could have it. It's like we just made the art, we put it, it's free, it's not ours, we don't own it, it's just a mugshot. And then people are making mugs or making stickers and posters, and it'll sure. be really great. You know, I remember when I was younger, when Obama was running, they had all those Hope posters everywhere. It would just be so amazing to see in 2024 revenge everywhere, just Trump's mugshot in that art. Revenge. <laughs> it's how a lot of Americans feel, man. Thinker for Life says, uh-oh, YouTube just jumped on us. They always do that. All right, here we go. Inserting Trump as speaker <clears throat> equals a triple benefit. We'll get a jump on cleaning out the deep state. The Dems in Congress with Trump derangement syndrome will short circuit and clear themselves out. The witch hunt is diverting his time anyway. Be on center stage as speaker. While running, I guess. I don't know. I think it'd be hilarious if he took it. It might be worth just seeing the reaction. I, I would kind of just to get, you know what I mean? Could you imagine, like... Of all people, I just remember like Rachel Maddow after my father-in-law had won and he was officially president-elect and she, the, the next time she was on TV, she was like, this is not a nightmare. You are waking up. This is not a nightmare. <laughs> Imagine if he became speaker of the house. God, it would kind of be worth it. Do you remember when Mueller came out and said that the conclusion was Donald Trump did not collude with Russia and she was on the verge of crying? Yes. These people are nuts. <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, wow, look at that. Trump was uh, was innocent. Hey, you know, the country moves forward and they're like on the verge of tears. Like, no, he needs... They wanted it to be true. Mm -hmm. That's insane, man. And then they dug so deep they found themselves. Yeah, there are a lot of people who have uh, uh, attached themselves to a political movement and then when that movement 
starts faltering, they're panicked like, I've dedicated too much to this. I can't turn around now. Yeah, but it should be like the scientific method where you want your experiment to fail. You, you want to poke every possible hole in the thing until it fails, and then you, you scrap it and start a new process. <laughs> Same with your political party. That's what it should be. Arthur Charles says, Laura, were you prepared to be on Nerdcast IRL? Was it because we were talking about Star Trek and stuff? Oh, I don't know. I've never really watched Star Trek. I watched Star Wars. What'd you think? I loved Star Wars. I haven't watched all the new ones. There's too many. I watched the first three, the originals. That's all I know. Yeah. But no, maybe I wasn't prepared. Next time I'll watch a lot of Star Trek. Do you guys talk about sci-fi in the house? Not a lot. Not necessarily. Did you get that? Did I, you think I was? I, 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 no, actually I thought you weren't, but I wanted to ask because I didn't want to assume. <laughs> no, not a lot of sci-fi. All right, Char Dietz says, today was the first bravery from Republicans we've seen in years. Everyone may not like it, but we need accountability. I guess it was eight Republicans. I said 11 earlier. I was wrong. I think it's eight. And uh, it's Democrat opportunists and eight Republicans willing to stand up and say no to the establishment. In all fairness, there might be a lot of Democrats that also are tired of the establishment that voted to get them out. Because yeah, of that. but I don't think so. Like Ilhan, she didn't matter pretty tight. I don't know. There was that photo everyone's sharing. Did you see it? Where she's like licking her lips and looking at Matt Gates, and everyone's like catching oh, this. Excuse me. I don't <laughs> think she's actually looking at Matt yeah. Gates. She was probably just sitting there, and someone caught an awkward photo. All right, everybody. If you he, he's not her brother, okay. Okay. If you haven't already, please, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends if you do like it, and head over to TimCast.com, click join us, become a member, because the Members Only Uncensored show will be up in just a few minutes, and we will take your questions. You can follow the show at TimCastIRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Laura, do you want to shout anything out? Oh, sure. You can follow me at Laura Lee Trump on all of them x if we're calling it that twitter instagram and truth thank you this was fun thank you so much for uh, coming on if you want to support me check out takethechillpill.com it's my own line of supplements that i use under high stress it helps me it might help you do your own homework do your own research takethechillpill.com and uh ian freeman of free talk live was by the way sentenced to eight years in jail yesterday i think that's uh, pretty crazy for what uh, essentially, uh, selling Bitcoin without a license. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just generalizing the case here. Find out more about it and uh, learn about this case on freekeen.com. And uh, yeah, I think it's outrageous that he was sentenced to wow. eight years. You have a podcast that. or a show? I do, yes. The Right View. It's therightview.com. You've heard of The View. This is about 180 degrees in the opposite direction. Uh, so we hope people get smarter watching it, not dumber. When is it? Uh, it's three days a week, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Yeah. What time? Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern? Yes. Right on. Gosh, look at you. All over. I'm on it. And <laughs> when people follow you on Twitter, X, it's Lara Lee. It's L-A-R-A-L-E-A. -A -A. Which you found out the hard way. Yes, I had to ask. Yes. I, I'm still humiliated. Thanks for coming, Laura. It's great to meet you, man. <laughs> Thank you, guys. And thanks for letting me be weird, you guys. I promise you in 15 years, graphene will be normalized. I'm not going to be talking about it as much. And it, your machines will be a lot more lightweight. Ian really came uh, from a time-traveling machine, so yes. he, he knows yeah. what he When I look say. into the sky, I see the future bounce back at me, so let's keep it going. <laughs> Slurge? Uh, yeah, I'm just hanging out here. Uh, I'm ready for the after show when you guys are. All right, everybody. We will see you all over at TimCast.com in a couple of minutes. Thanks for hanging out.